The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here tonight with Steven and Austin, and we're going to go right into Ryza Part 3. How's everybody doing? Woo! Pretty good. Hooray! More Ryza! Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm excited. More Titans. Oh, I'm glad I got to be on this one. I'm glad to have you, Steven. Alrighty, so we're uh, getting right in with creating a Titan Legion, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so these are a reprint and an update. You could call them uh, Crusading Legion 2nd Edition, I guess. Yeah, reprint uh, really doesn't do them justice. It is yeah, the a better original, thing. Yeah, the original DIY Titan Legions came out in the July of 2019, White Dwarf issue. And it was uh, one, two, three... Four pages of uh, various... No, actually, just one, two, three, four. Yeah, four pages of rules compared to this now pretty hefty eight, nine, ten, twelve. Uh, yeah, three pages of rules compared to one, two, four, five... A lot. A lot yeah, of pages. Eight, nine pages and a ton more stuff in it. Like, the, the Legio traits in the white dwarf give you one two three four five six give you ten uh this one gives you sixteen and uh, it's a it's about that big of a increase for all the other things as well Yeah. yeah well especially because now we lost just the straight up steal from somebody else so we kind yes. of had to uh, yeah. ways to make it work. And and that does make me real sad, I gotta admit, because my my favorite of all of the rules that I built for my Legio Fidens, the my DIY Legion, was the uh, Steel Solaria's swap any reaver in a mandatory section with Warhounds and can't do that anymore. And I know the people that did the other you know swap x titan for y titans uh from the other books are probably a little sad as well but overall man totally worth it oh yeah totally yeah, worth yeah. the trade at so we're starting on page 92 of defensive Ryza, creating a titan legion uh the rules themselves as far as how to do it have not changed uh you still pick four things from either legion traits Legion Stratagems, or Legion Wargear, but you can't take more than two of any of them. Um, and I guess, you know, we'll just do what comes naturally and start with Legio Traits, right, Austin? Yeah. So, first up, for the Legio Traits, 
is Dark Reputation, uh, which is actually the same as it was, mm -hmm. uh, which is at the end of the movement phase, enemy night banners in three in inches of a Titan from this Legio immediately become shaken. Uh, that is real good because knights, generally speaking, want to get up under your shields to, to be within three inches of you, uh, to poke at you with various pointy objects. Mm -hmm. And if a knight is shaken, its weapon skill and ballistic skill suffer. So it'll have a harder time, you know, getting in there with that lance or knight close combat weapon and doing you dirty, which is all yeah. to the good. Yes. Uh, it bears noting uh, the... Um, the distinction between traits, stratagem, and war gear is exactly what you might think it is. Uh, traits is more or less rules built into the Titan. You don't really have to pay for them outside of selecting them over other things. Um, stratagems you pay stratagem points for, and war gear you pay in actual points. So, yep. Um, moving on. The second Legio trait is uh, Elite Magos. Magos? Magos? Magos. Magos. And this is one of the most maligned, or was one of the most maligned, of the Legio traits out of the Crusading Legion's book. Um, it has been heavily <laughs> nerfed uh, now. So during the damage control phase, a Titan from this Legio can reroll a single repair dice. And the second roll must be accepted, even if it is worse than the first. Compared to the original uh, Elite Magos... This Titan, this Legio's Titans can reroll an extra repair die during the damage control phase, in addition to those indicated by their servitor clades. In addition, Titans feel that as part of this Legio may add two to the command checks when attempting to undergo emergency repair orders. And boy, howdy, does this... It, the original publication, which I'm just going to call first edition from now on, um, the first edition of these rules... Uh, Elite Magos was almost an auto-take. Like... Yeah, you you had to love your fluff a lot to not take Elite Magos. And I think the other... Like, it was hard not to, even from a fluff position, right? Because who doesn't want their DIY Legio to have better Magos than people, right? You're putting in yeah. the effort to be super cool and unique enough to need your own rules. Of course you're going to have Elite Magos fixing your Titans. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people's fluff, as far as I saw, um, where you know their their legios were relatively small, so to kind of justify how many titans they physically owned as players. Mm -hmm. um, so like having a smaller but more hardened core of Megai was was fluffy. Uh, so you could just you could justify elite Megos almost any way you wanted. And real good. Um, and, and now it's yeah. not bad, right? Like, yeah, it's not terrible. Like, Rerolling a repair die is still really good. Yeah. Like, cause how many times do you like not reignite any shields or, you know, any yeah. number of bad things that are fixed with a repair die roll? I mean, half the rolls of a D6, you can't even use to do anything. Mm -hmm. So like just yeah. being able to reroll one is nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I like it more this way, not only from a, wow, uh, that Reaver rolling, you know, four Servitor Clades is pretty rough, but also it it makes you feel better about not taking it. If you're building a Legio and you're looking at all the other defensive traits and you're like, well, I don't have to take Elite Magos because there's other stuff in here that'll keep me 
active and running just as easily. Yep. And so it did hurt a little bit when I was doing my list for Adepticon. God rest that list soul. It'll never get used. Um, it was kind of hard. And like they, they came out, not a, not a hard ban on Elite Magos or anything, but they were like, look, some of these in the version one, first edition, are just real good. And we're not saying don't take those, but don't come in here with a Titan Legio that happens to have all four of the really good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a well-deserved retweaking uh, to the second edition. And, you know, now if you are a guy who said, yeah, I had a super tiny legion. The Magos are really elite. We're an elite legion. You can take the rule that fits your fluff without feeling bad about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So next on the list is one that my legio of old took. uh, Engines of War, which is, I believe, unchanged. Yeah. But there Um, is a little more writing (laughs) in it, but I can't figure out... I think they've just sort of clarified the initial answer, which is essentially, hey, any choose a class of Titan, Warlord, Reaver, Warhound. This Legion may always substitute one of the mandatory Titans in, in a maniple with a Titan of this type. Um, the Titan only benefits from rules that represents Titans. So if you've got a rule that says, hey, all Reavers in your maniple get X, and you've swapped that Reaver out for a Warlord, the Warlord doesn't get X. Um, but if the maniple rule is all titans in this maniple get X, your swapped one would benefit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still a little bummed about not being able to swap all the mandatory of one for another. Uh, but I guess it's a way to make the the bespoke legions unique, right? Because they're the only ones now. Yeah, can, they're the they only ones that can do it. Like that. I'm not this, wild about it. I would have liked to have... I would have liked Engines of War to be more than one Titan. Would have mm-hmm. been nice. Yeah, so this is so there are generally two ways that this is done, I guess, in in uh, Titanicus, which is for the Legios that have rules, it's swap out all of X for all of Y. So, you know, you can swap out your Reavers for Warhounds, but you can't swap out Warlords for Warhounds. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you can always swap out any given Titan in a maniple for whatever... For engine, your favorite Titan. Yeah, whatever engine your Legio is known for. Yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, I would see both. Um, but I'm not, as much as I kind of sound... I, I hear myself, I sound sad... <laughs> I'm not sad that this is the one they went for, because uh, there are a lot of le- a lot of uh, maniples now. Yeah, you can find just about any any combination you want exists now. Yeah, like can I take my Corsair maniple with three warhounds, Tokyo drifting all over the place, to the horror of my friends and enemies alike? <laughs> not with a DIY Legio, I can't. Uh, but I can still shove a warlord in unexpected places, and that's fun. <laughs> So what's interesting here to me, actually, in Engines of War, is in the original publication, it says, choose a class of Titan, and then in parentheses, e.g. Warlord Reaver. In the second edition, it says, choose a class of Titan from the following list, Warlord, Reaver, Warhound, which means that Warbringers, (laughs) Warbringers are exempt from this, and the, uh, any future Titans that they put out, so no Psy Titans, 
and that rapier class titan that is theorized right now won't be included in that. Or the donjon. Yeah. Or the or the donjon <laughs> assault thing. Uh, rest assured, <laughs> I'm gonna have one. Uh, I actually noticed this too. Yeah. I actually noticed this too. They uh, deleted one of the traits as well. Uh, Deep War Vaults is no longer available. And what that was was if one of the Titan Legion's Titans is destroyed without having scored any hits on an enemy Titan, it is worth no victory points. Yeah, and that one, I understand why it's gone. It kind of hurts. It's real painful. Yeah, without having scored any hits on an enemy. Well, it's also, all right, I'm playing the, you know, value cargo or something where it just has to get from point a to point b you're full striding anyway you know like you're not going to shoot at the enemy and if it gets killed it doesn't score your enemy any victory points win-win um or you know oh yeah i've got a reaver with dual fists Uh, it's going to either get blown up before it gets there or absolutely massacre somebody and there's no middle ground perfect insurance yeah, deep war vaults. Why not? Yeah, and what? Well, what I thought about too is, you know, um, I think uh, engage and destroy mm-hmm. is you get more points the sooner you destroy an enemy titan. And if you blow up the most expensive titan turn one, but you have deep war vaults, well, Oof. you don't act. You don't actually get any points. <laughs> Twenty five points goes to zero, and yep. your opponent just can't win the game. Have a nice day. All right, yeah. so we're all in agreement. Deep War Vaults is good to uh, it have doesn't gone. Seem, it doesn't seem like a bad one on the face of it, but uh, not sad to see it go. Yeah. Uh, Fury of the Fallen, though, is the next Legio trait in here, which I don't think this changed either. Hmm. Oh, no, it does. Yeah, it, it actually got a little better. Something. Yeah, got a little better. Uh, so when one of the Titan's Legions is activated in the combat phase, this is the second edition rules. It can fire each of its active weapons twice. After the Titan has completed its shooting, immediately roll on the catastrophic damage table and apply the result. In addition, add one to all armor rolls for attacks made by friendly Titans if a Titan from this Legio has suffered catastrophic damage that round. Um, So Fury of the Fallen, right off the bat, gets better in a way that you don't have to sacrifice a Titan in order to even make it worth taking. Mm Mm-hmm. If anybody dies, then everybody's re-rolling once. No, add one. Adding one. To all the armor rolls made by friendly titans the turn that it died. Um, I mean, mean, the firing twice with everything has remained unchanged. Um, But if you've got that redlining warhound, you may as well go for it. You goofed. It's going to be dead either way. Why not? Yeah, so this this does feel like a better one to take now, uh, and that you again you don't just have to suicide bomb your Titan <laughs> in order to justify taking it, which is really one the first edition's issues. I think was the biggest issue in it is that some things were so blatantly better mm-hmm. than the others that mm-hmm. almost every DIY Legio was the same five or six things with different fluff justification. Yeah, you could probably guess at least one, if not two or three yeah. of your opponent's <laughs> yeah. DIY. Uh, but second edition feels way more like versatile, a little more, balanced. way better balanced. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's always something. That. And it's weird and 
yeah, there'll be a lot less duplicate Legios uh, this go around, yep. which is cool. Yep. So next one we have is a uh, Gunnery Command. Oh, see, I'm, I'm playing two guys. Okay, we're happy to have on. Let's do it. Get All right. It. All right. Let's party. Titans fielded as part of this Legio add two to the result of any command checks made when issuing a fire, a first fire or split fire order. There are a lot of new things in Ariza that uh, not necessarily, well, no, yeah, encourage using first fire and split fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so having the extra... The extra plus two to that is real nice, especially if you're using that new Extermagus Maniple. Just everyone's passing, everyone's blowing you up. Yep, especially now that there's so many more things that'll screw with your leadership. Yeah, so that's it's, true too. It's not even to guarantee it that makes it good. It's that, hey, you might be minus one or two to your command check when you make it to begin with. Yep. Uh, but yeah, unchanged from first edition, and uh, rightly so, I think. It's, it's a, a good solid one. Uh, next up is Loki of the Cause. Uh, during the strategy phase, allied night banners add two to the result of any command check when issuing an order that has already been successfully issued to one or more of the Legio's Titans. Uh, Boy, I slept on that, but that's good. Yeah, like that doesn't seem great, but if you're taking a Dominus Maniple and have some knights around anyway... Or, like I feel a lot of people do, you know, you have a trio of knights or a couple of tiny banners just, you know, to make points, fill fill in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, adding plus two to their command checks is great because mm-hmm. knights are fantastic at a lot of things. They aren't good at listening to directions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, anything that helps with that. Well, so this is actually pretty pretty cool for pe- for people who play night houses um you know if you because now you can bring a support titan or five uh to a night house army and if you happen to have loci of the cause then as long as one of those two titans is doing something that you can you can enjoy having your knights do now it's useful they're like a nice little command hub you can buy for your uh, your night house yeah, you're giving up a lot of strats to do it, though. Yeah, but I mean, what are strats when you can successfully get charge orders off? That's true, but I gotta say, after playing Dave's uh, Nighthouse, I had I had two stratagem points. It was atrocious. Life is hard. It is. We've all got our problems. <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, if, if you like having knights and titans on the field at the same time, uh, this is a very solid one. Yep. Uh, the next one is one that I use a lot for Legio Metallica. It's unchanged from first edition. It is Motive Mastery. Titans feel that as part of this Legio, add plus two to the result of any command checks when issuing charge or full stride orders. And it's, hmm, it kind of is niche, right? Like charge, the only people who are going to be banking on Motive Mastery for its charge benefit are people like me who've built melee maniples. But almost everybody can benefit from a free full charge or from a free full stride. Not free, but like much more reliable. I like it. I use it all the time. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So next up we have Plaything of the Gods, which I, I will say I do like the uh the flavor text on this one. 
Malign powers have taken an interest in the Legio, and their princeps are no longer completely human. Their mutated forms merge with the machinery itself. Basically, chaosified stuff. Fuck, it's cool. <laughs> this trait can only be taken by a traitor Legio. When a friendly titan from this Legio is activated in the strategy phase, roll a d6. On a 4-up, it recovers a point of structure and a location of the controlling player's choice, lost earlier in the battle. This cannot recover a point of structure on a location that has suffered critical damage. If a natural 6 is rolled, the titan can repair a single point of critical damage instead on a location of the controlling player's choice. The fact that you can choose where to heal is pretty significant. It's so oh, yeah. good. Uh, Austin was using it in our last <laughs> game, and uh, it it pays for itself. Yeah. yeah Real so quick. This is, this is the second one of uh, Legio Fiden's version 2. Uh, and I took it because before, uh, for stratagems, you just stole a stratagem, and you could either take one of the Legio stratagems at cost or any other stratagem for one cheaper stratagem point. And I had living armor uh, because my my fluff is or green mechanicum, and we got some biological stuff going on. Uh, not so much chaosified is just weird. And the fact that it's, you don't pay really anything for it. Like, you don't cost yeah, you any turn do or anything, yeah, and it's, it's just no a strats, natural... It just happens. It's only a four up, and it's generally just going to be one point of damage, which, you know... But still, as when, a free mechanic for your turn, yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, like when warlords are beating you, one point doesn't matter so much. But when it's reavers or warhounds, like... That's the point that could be life or death, you know? Hell, well, even yeah. a bellicosa, right? Like... Yeah. That being able point. to uh, being able to fix the crits too. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's only on a six, but hey, man, a six is not zero chance. I've got I've rolled sixes before. Me too. Yeah, it's it's happened every now and, and then. So yeah, I use that to replace living armor, which is still a perfectly valid stratagem. So if you want to be super respawny, heal yourself. This is what you use. Uh, this is three strat. Uh, a player chooses one of their titans and a location on the titan that has suffered structural damage. Uh, you then roll a d10. If it's equal or higher to the amount of structural damage suffered, then all damage is repaired. Otherwise, there is no effect, but the player may retain this card and play it again next round. And which, what's the title of that one? Uh, this Living is armor? Living Armor. It's, oh, a, okay. yep, it's a stratagem. Yep. Got a, it. Got a tricks and tactics stratagem um, from, I think, Shadow and Iron. So that's yes. what I was taking as the respawn mechanic for my legio uh i no longer can but am very very happy with plaything of the gods um it's yeah. not as well plus it's just fluffy yeah like and this is more what i was thinking anyway that it would be kind of a you know it's not an instant bam everything's fixed mm -hmm. it's just that continuous slow repair of damage and it's um, all the which, Titans in Legio, too. It's not like just yeah, a single one. Yeah, it's not one. just it's, one. It's everybody. Which yeah. is so really and it keeps damn. you, over the course keeps of you on your game, toes. Yeah, over the course of a game, it's probably getting you at least as many uh, structure points back as Living Armor would. Yeah. And then, of and course, I think if you take it, Living Armor. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, I don't particularly like Living Armor. I, I don't feel like it's a... Uh, I don't enjoy the fact that it's in the game. Uh, but Plaything of the Gods feels way more, like, steady, I guess. It feels mm -hmm. like a better way to get structure points back 
than living armor is. It certainly hurts less if uh, you're the opponent, right? Yeah. Living armor, yeah, it's a little unreliable once a lot of damage starts building up, but I can take a Titan that is giving you plus three armor and anything else will start doing critical hits to absolutely fine. Yeah. In a strategy phase. Um, whereas Plaything of the Gods is never going to out and out save you in the moment. Uh, you'll only look back, you know, a turn or two later and be like, damn, if I hadn't healed that structure point, I'd be exploded right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it bears noting that every trait that we're reading now is new to second edition. Um, first edition has two other traits uh, that no longer exist, which is Splinter Legio and Survivors. Uh, both of those have been removed. Get out uh, of here. Yep, just shown the door, bum rush. Yep. Uh, Splinter Legio being, uh, choose a Legio trait from any other Legion, but then flip the Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And then Survivors is uh, the uh, game. You can choose to end the game at turn Yeah, you can choose four. to end the game turn four, which is, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was real good. It's as rude as Deep War Vaults was. <laughs> yeah, not not going to win you every game, but uh, certainly can win you some, hands yeah. down. It's rough. It's interesting that they actually, um, there aren't any more traits that are, that require you to hurt yourself in order to make them beneficial. So that's nice. Because it means that some of these are more, you're, you're more likely gravy. to take them. No, yeah, gravy. it's all gravy. Um, so the next Legio trait is Path of Ascension, or Path to Ascension. Uh, no, sorry, yep. Duty and Honor. Duty and Honor. This is the Loyalist trait, which is why I just immediately, my eyes glazed over and I couldn't <laughs> see it. This trait may only be taken by a Loyalist Legio. A friendly Titan from this Legio may be issued a different order via the Adaptive Tactics Allegiance ability once per round, instead of once per game. And if so, I'm not mistaken, Adaptive Taxic, you can change out the order that you have? Yes. At the end of the damage control phase, a single Loyalist Titan that has been issued an order other than Emergency Repair can immediately be issued a different order, except for Emergency Repair, uh, without the need to make a command check. And it can be real good. Especially good when you can do it once per round instead of once per game. Yeah. Also, it works for squadrons, right? So if right. you give one Titan in a squadron, you can swap all of their orders out for whatever your new order is. Um, yeah, and once per turn, that's whew, duty and honor indeed, sir. Definitely uh, keep your opponent on their toes. Yeah, you can never trust them. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, blast them all. That's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> shoot them all. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You can go first fire, right? And... So you spend some time running away from the enemy who's first fired, and you actually get out of their way, and he goes, all right, well, I'll just change that order to full stride, I guess, and get a turn of movement in the shooting phase since I can't hit anything. Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of good options there. Yeah, real good, uh, real sneaky stuff. Mm -hmm. Which you wouldn't think of Titans as sneaky, but here we are. We're loyalists, but here we are. Seasoned princeps can definitely make use of that one, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so next is Path to Ascension. Uh, this trait may only be taken by a Black Shield Legio, which we're all very excited about. Uh, Titans from this Legio may reroll failed command checks provided they are within 12 
inches of two or more other friendly titans from this legio. In addition, titans from this legio can share shields with friendly titans from this legio that are currently under the effects of shutdown order as if they were in the same squadron. This one is interesting. Yeah, it seems like um, you need to have like a football playbook for this one. You definitely yeah. got to coordinate. And and you'll find, listeners, that this is kind of a theme for Black Shield Legios, is that they're working, like they require other Black Shield Legio Titans to get, get the full effect out of something. Uh, which is interesting, right? Because it's, it's that bond of brotherhood rather than the higher cause that's putting them together. Uh, so I like it from a fluff perspective. Uh, reroll command checks provided they're within 12 inches of two or more other Titans from the Legio. Uh, you know, this isn't one you play in small points with a bunch of warlords, right? You you want four or five Titans in your list. You want a couple groups to be doing the same in the same general area. Uh, but reroll fail command checks, man, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's that's just never going to be bad. Uh, the yeah. shutdown thing, eh, I mean, very situational. Yeah, I I rarely shut like I, I think I've shut down a Titan like twice, willingly anyway. Yeah, well, sabotage, right? Like this will fix that. Problem. Unless nah, you have, like, fucking a, fucking warp ghosts, man. Fucking Unless you really have like a rare ghosts. Titan that you want protected, and you keep like two uh, escorts with them before they get you know. Yeah, or you know, you just have a trio of warhounds, right? Mm -hmm. You've you've got that war crime squadron of warhounds, and they're rerolling <laughs> their command checks. Yeah. yeah, that's what a group of warhounds is called—a war, a, a war, war crime, crime. <laughs> a war crime of warhounds. <laughs> okay, so next one we have is noble lineage. During deployment, before any units have been deployed, reaver battle titans from this legio can be paired. To do this, choose two Reaver Titans from the Legio within your battle group. These do not have to be part of the same maniple, and a battle group can contain one or more pairs of Reavers. At the beginning of each round, paired Reaver Titans may be formed into a squadron with each other. These squadrons last until the end of the round. However, paired Reaver Titans in a squadron may not merge Void Shields. Boy, I like this one a lot. It um, just makes a Corsair maniple just so fucking unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, especially once shields start falling and battle lines start merging and you start getting those side shots off. Just, mm -hmm. yep, these two Reavers, coordinated attack, boom. Yep, for that bonus damage. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a shame you can't merge voids, but that would be... Horrendous. Like, that would yeah. Be amazing. <laughs> oh, you wanna you wanna merge voids on reavers? Uh, play a Fortis maniple. Get out of here. But like, think about how that Lupercali light maniple works for warhounds, right? When mm -hmm. you're picking the squadrons at the start of each turn, this is really letting you kind of win that activation game. Because not only can you put two uh, reavers together and say, "Hey, I'm gonna issue the same order on one die roll." Uh, but if you've got two Reavers that both need to do something first, you can just stick them in a squadron together for the turn. Hey, I've won activation. Both of my Reavers are doing something now instead of just one and letting you blow the other one to hell or, you know, get out of whatever other trap I've laid. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you're a man that likes him some Reavers. And I do. Or a woman that likes her some Reavers, whichever, this is the one for you, I think. Reaver is a gender-neutral pronoun. 
That's true. <laughs> uh, and I like that some of these traits are versatile and that you can use them pretty much no matter how you build your maniple. Um, and then some of them, like this one, if you're taking Noble Lineage, you're going hard on Reavers, which is kind of a limited number of maniples that you can uh, you can use. But it's nice that they reward specific types of play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without like forcing you into it. Yep. Uh, the next one is Towering Exemplar. At the start of each strategy phase, choose a friendly titan from this legio that is within six inches of a princeps senioris from the same legio. The chosen titan adds one to the result of all command checks they make uh, this round. In addition, they can re-roll hit rolls of one for the remainder of the round. This, I just mentioned Fortis Maniple earlier, and I just mentioned specific playstyles. This is the Fortis Maniple trait. You put all of your titans, uh, you know, close together. They're buddy-buddy. And now any titan that needs to re-roll its command, or uh, to do better at command checks has got it. Uh, Everyone and, fighting over the attention of senpai. Yeah, <laughs> it's the senpai notice me trait. <laughs> um, this one is real good for maniples that, the, it, really the heavy maniples, ones that won't be fast enough to outpace each other um again the extermagus maniple comes to mind uh it's nice that if you're packing all that extra firepower you may as well be able to use it more accurately too see and i i was going kind of the other way with it to be perfectly honest with you Mm because i thought to myself man you know my princeps senioris for the longest time was in a warhound and uh that warhound tended to have a couple of other warhounds around it And that seems real fun, too. Because yeah. you can have your Princeps Senioris with a Warhound, you know, running along. Her her buddy Hound is using the Princeps Senioris command. That's no big deal. And then that other pair of Warhounds that you have, because let's face it, Warhounds are amazing, and you should try to get four in every list you bring. Lord. Uh, you pick one of those, it suddenly gets a little bump to its to its command check, which means give them the same order. Two Titans are now benefiting. Uh, and can reroll hits of one with that lovely, lovely Mega Bolter. Or, more importantly, your Overcharged Plasma. Something for everyone. Truly a gift. Yeah, it is nice. It's a nice one. Yeah. Uh, so next on our list is Blood Fueled. Uh, titans from this Legio armed with one or more weapons with the melee trait increase their weapon skill by one and decrease their ballistic skill by one. Uh, in addition, once per round, each Titan from this Legio can add one to the dice value of a smash attack or an attack with a weapon with a melee trait as part of the charge order, in addition to any dice added as part of the order. Uh, uh. Yeah, you, you, know, you know Steven likes this one. He <laughs> likes being blood-fueled. I actually don't like this one. What? No. I think blood-fueled is noob bait. Um, so I did take this on my, uh, second iteration of Legio Metallica, which, you know, is, is all reavers with fists and, and, uh, and chain weapons. It's a good time. I'm there to punch stuff. And I saw, oh shit, Bloodfield. Everybody gets an extra attack and they get an extra point of weapon skill. No brainer. Taking it. 
and I took it and I played it. And Bloodfield is actively detrimental because reduces if, your ballistic skill. It reduces your ballistic skill by one, which I was thinking to myself, that's not gonna be that big of a deal. I almost hit nothing the entire game with my guns. Uh, the Reaver Sound had like a ballistic skill of, of five yeah. after I took Bloodfield. Um, That's one in three. That's not yeah, great. It's not great. Not when you're, not when you've got laser blasters and and uh, <laughs> rockets. It was just I was relying on volume of fire, and I still wasn't getting it. Mm -hmm. To say nothing of when Austin was in cover. It was it was uh it was Sorry. rough. But I thought I thought that's okay. When I get into combat. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to tear his head off with my power fist. It's going to be so much fun. You I got tried. plus one to weapon skill. And then I looked at my power fist and my chain fist and realized that they add two to the accuracy roll. Yeah. Sweet. You, oh. the, all the time. Hitting all the time. Yes. The weapon skill. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet plus three. Yeah. The weapon skill uh, benefit of blood fueled you are probably already taking a melee weapon, which is already increasing your weapon skill. And I'm it assuming a roll of one attack. always still naturally misses, right? And a roll of one still always naturally misses, correct. So, I mean, so they were hitting on twos with the chain fist and power fist, or is it hitting on threes? They were hitting on twos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, are, they have a four-up weapon skill and a four-up ballistic skill with a oh. power fist or chain fist. They went to two-up. Uh, weapon skill. So you're already maxed out. Three, huh. Yep. Interesting. So Bloodfield doesn't... Bloodfield is for smashing. Bloodfield but, is for making smash attacks and making sure that they hit. Uh, so, oh, Steven, I just noticed something that I don't think we noticed uh, when we played. What's that? Titans from this Legio, armed with one or more weapons with the melee trait, increase their weapon skill by one. Uh-huh. They're not increasing the melee weapon by one. They're increasing everything by one. Right. But So your Gatling blaster... No, but your ballistic skill, though, that overrides your weapon skill, doesn't right? matter. You use your weapon skill when you're within two inches. Everything <laughs> uses the weapon skill within two inches. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we got, we got trapped by our uh, 30K, 40K mindset. And I just Look realized... At that. Yeah, it's not there to help your power fist. You guys are witnesses. Because, because like, as you were talking about it, I was like, you know, he's right. That is a dumb rule. They've had so many good rules. What? And then it clicked. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It could You're not going to hit shit at range, but you get up close and suddenly that, you know, Gatling blaster or plasma annihilator or whatever you have is still good. My God, it's, he's right. It's by God. Yeah. And uh, I mean... Some of those weapons already give you um, accuracy increases once you're within that distance, right? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Before we get too far, I'm with one or more weapons. With... Oh, I see. So you don't necessarily yeah, so, have to fire with that weapon. Yeah, you need to have need the to have... melee weapon to get I the weapon see. skill bonus, but it applies. The weapon skill bonus applies to everything. Right. Okay. Hmm. Useful. So it's good actually call, Austin. good call. Yeah, that's a good find because this actually takes it from being like straight up bad to being a really good executioner tool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because once you're that close, you can start calling your shots into a point of a point, a location 
that's already been gutted by a power fist. So you just stick your Gatling blaster in there and go hard in the paint and finish him off. And you know, you know what the uh, negative to calling shots within two inches is, Steven? What's that? It's a minus one. Uh, so yeah, you can just negate it. Faux free. All right, blood field or whatever you've got. <laughs> All right, see, this is why we have these episodes. Yeah, it really is. Damn. Um, and Sit again, like, talk it out. This this was not like me waiting with my special surprise for your rant to be over, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like literally, like you'd done such a convincing argument that I was like, but none of these other ones are bad. There's got to be something going on. Found it. Right. You're welcome, listeners. Dawn of Revelation. Yeah. Right here Did on it the for Remember. you. So uh, Metallica's getting at least one more go with this, I guess. Uh. <laughs> Maybe I might. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of hard against you because you use so many warhounds that once I'm there, I can't get the rockets down where I need them. Holy shit! Fusion rockets. Oh my god. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. So okay. I'm bring, I'll um, bring us on to uh. Well, the additional is, thing. Yes. There's one more thing Shall for Bloodfield. Forward to glory. All right. Hang on, there's one to... more thing for Bloodfield. You Bloodfield maniacs. Uh, in addition, once per round, each Titan from this Legio can add one to the dice value of a smash attack or an attack with a weapon with the melee trait as part of a charge order, in addition to any other dice. Right, so you get plus one attack for charging. Mm -hmm. You're a world leader now. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) Which is good. It's nice when you get that one extra hit with the power fist to just knock a Warhound's block off. Yeah, I mean... And how many times do you, like, miss with everything or, you know, you were one point of damage short? Too many. Too many now is the answer. Now that'll happen less. Yay. Uh, now you can go forwards to glory. Who? Oh, is that me, actually? No, I, I think it's me. Okay, go on. Forwards to glory. Titans from this Legio add one to the result of all command checks made when they are within eight inches of an enemy Titan. If they are within eight inches of an enemy titan with a scale at least three greater than their own, they can instead be issued orders without the need to make a command check. Ooh, lord. If you've ever been frustrated by warhounds at your heels, <laughs> this isn't going to help. <laughs> this is going to make it so much worse. You'll start to realize how quickly eight inches can be. Yeah, eight inches is... Is yeah, relatively. I, uh, I played fantasy back in the day. I know that that's a good range for charging. That's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. It's rough. Strong. Yet another sensual. Reason, this yet another reason <laughs> I'm sad. I can't just swap out everything for warhounds and a DIY Legio man. I tell you. <laughs> womp womp. They but take it. The they giveth and they taketh away. Exactly. They took those things away so they could do things like this, which mm-hmm. is just awesome. It's, I love the fluff to it, is, is really what it is. It's just such a cool, fluffy thing for, for Titans that want to go. It's just the Legio espouses direct warfare, constantly pushing towards to apply, pu- constantly pushing forwards to apply pressure on their foe and excelling at close quarters fighting, such as that scene within the confines of a city. You know that's how I like to do it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Hot dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just hot you're never, angry dogs you're never getting away from them more uh, like warm hounds am I right boo. Uh, uh, boo no we like hot dogs better stop <laughs> make the bad man stop of course if you do this and blood fueled then you've got corn dogs oh my god 
<laughs> Why are you like this? Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Vanguard Fighters is the next one. Another one that benefits uh, dogs of both warm, hot, and corn variety. Titans from this Legio with a scale of 7 or less add 1 to all hit rolls and can be issued full stride and first fire orders without the need to make a command check while there is no friendly Titan from any Legio within 6 inches of them. Some lonely yeah, dogs. This is a, this is a dangerous one. Yeah. This, is the, this uh, is the lone wolf hound. This one? Yeah, because man, I, I, I run warhounds on their own fairly consistently uh, and that's never a a long-lived puppy. Uh, but I also don't run them in Lupercali light maniples, uh, or at least hadn't until these new Legio rules because Corsair was my... Well, so choice. here's what I'm thinking, right? But he, you, don't, yeah. you don't necessarily have to keep your hounds close together, right? Like, yeah. take a Warlord, right? It's got a pretty big base. You could stick both hounds behind it and still outside of six inches of each other you can the the danger though is you're not sharing voids and if you're not sharing voids the bread and butter of a don't warhound. have a lot of voids <laughs> <laughs> sounds like, like coward lose, talk you lose one shield congratulations you're at four up you've lost all three these, shields congratulations you have no shields all these warhounds spread out they're more like chili dogs because they're cold because they're uh, by themselves uh, uh. We, how many how many warhound puns can we fit in one episode? Uh, we're about we're to find not out. Even a quarter of the way done yet. <laughs> uh, so, this next one, Jesus, um, <laughs> we're we are pioneering new Titanicus slang right God now. Help us all. Uh, so the next one we've got is Masters of Defense. Titans from this Legio can move at full speed when backing up. Uh, as opposed to the normal way where it takes two inches of your listed move to go an inch backwards. Uh, in addition, when a Titan from this Legio is attacked as part of a charge order, it may immediately move backwards up to three inches and make a single weapon attack at the unit that attacked them. If they do this, increase the Titan's reactor level by one. Each Titan can only do this once per round. This move and attack is resolved after the effects of the charge order and the subsequent attack have been resolved. So somebody charges you, they bop you over the head with their chain fist, and then you can increase your reactor level by one, back up out of melee range, uh, shoot them once, and go on with your day. Uh, moving at full speed when backing up, I originally thought this was kind of a bummer, that part of it, but then I got to thinking that, like, say you've got that Warhound that's trying to run all the way behind somebody, you know, get across the board, uh, for whatever objective you're playing that requires you to do that, once you hit that halfway point, you can just spin all the way around. And instead of, you know, the Titan that's chasing you being able to pop shots into your back, they're hitting you in the front. And that's not the end of the world. Um, however, I got to say, the other, the the backing up as a response to a charge is a big kid move right a warhound yeah. that gets punched in the head or anywhere with four power fist attacks because it's been charged 
is unlikely to live long enough to increase its reactor by one <laughs> and back up. Yeah. Um, however, if that you know chain fist reaver just ran up to your warlord and punched it in the gut, your warlord backs up, gives it a dose of plasma annihilator, and uh, then it's just sitting there for another turn before it can really get at you. So you do have to be careful with Master of Defense, um, because a smart player who charges you is going to focus that first attack into one of your weapons, and probably the most dangerous weapon you have on your chassis. Look, if you're disabling my weapon with your charge order, that's a win in my book. Uh, I mean, it's better than getting your head knocked off, but <laughs> or you did heat up your reactor. Or... Yeah. yeah, but if you're a warlord, what? No. You know what you call a, uh, a warhound using Master of Defense? A weenie dog. <laughs> there he is. He's coming around. There we go. Proud of you, Steven. Proud of you. Uh, the pain! <laughs> One uh, of us. All right. One of us. That actually clears up all of the Legio traits. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, Legio-specific stratagem. Yeah. So we want to take yeah. a break first. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Woo. Thanks for listening to another podcast from the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can also find our swag store at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash RR30K podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Remembrancers underscore retreat. You can also visit our website RR30K.com for podcast updates and the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. You can also leave us a voicemail for us to play on a future podcast at 1-929-437-3791. That's 1-929-HERESY-1. And you can also leave us an email at theremembrancersretreat at gmail.com. Thanks again. Would you like a shout-out on our podcast? Maybe discounts on our Teespring store? Maybe you'd like to vote for upcoming Heresy grad school topics? Hang out in a private Discord server? or maybe even just getting a fun podcast sticker. If you're interested in any of that, consider becoming a patron. Patreon funds help for server costs and allows us to make cool content for you to enjoy. Patronage also helps us pay for projects such as our Nova Open Charitable Foundation Army, The Honored, an Ultramarine Zone Metallus Force will be up for charity raffle coming this year. If you're interested in getting in on the action, consider becoming a patron today at patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Thank you. And as always, we'd like to thank our patrons for the month of August, starting with our Praetor tier, Alex Self, Chris Mack, Joe from Music City Heresy, Garner.Tree of Woe, Matthew Boyce, Jacob Dillon, Mr. Baldwick, and Nicholas Quenga. Our Legion Centurions, Mark Henry, John Christensen, Angry Boy, Black Label Painting, Andrew N., Scott LeMay, Minis by Applesauce, M. Tanzer, and Queen Corswain. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Emily O'Hare, Duncan, Travis Smith, Garrett Lowe, Aaron Maynard, and Nicholas Gillen. Thank you all very much for your patronage. And as a side note, for the Nova Open Charitable Foundation, the Army, the Honored, our Ultramarine Zone Mortalis Force, is available for raffle tickets. So go on over to NovaOpenFoundation.org. I believe the raffle's at least till mid-September. But uh, get your tickets now and get a chance to win. And there's some really awesome stuff on there, guys. Even if you're not getting the tickets for our army, there are plenty of other things that might catch your eye. So be sure to check out NovaOpenFoundation.org.
And am I speaking into the wind? Or is that everybody? I think that's everyone. Hey, Steven's back. That sounds like right. I'm here. And Austin. Yeah. Yeah. We never left. I thought you said we wanted to take a break. That was the break. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought you wanted to do... Yeah. 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 We've just done these commercial messages, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right, all right. Legio-specific stratagems. Part two of part three of our defensive rise of coverage. Uh, These... Uh, take the place of absolutely nothing and yet absolutely everything uh, from the first edition rules because the first edition legio specific stratagem uh, war doctrine was steal a stratagem from another titan legio pay its points or steal any stratagem in the game and it costs a point less than normal to a minimum of one which could be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could do some living armor nuts stuff. You don't think which, people could abuse that? Which is you? funny because I took living armor um, and a couple of other things. I don't. I think like auxilia shield capacitors, um, the solaria trait. And I don't remember what my fourth one was. And the guys were like, "Hey, um, you've taken shield capacitors and this other thing. Oh, blind missiles." Um, <laughs> Like, we think that those two, you know, they're both on the good end. And I I took them for fluff reasons. But they're like, hey, do you mind if you, like, swap one of these two out uh, for something else? But they didn't care that I was getting living armor for two stratagem points, which was so good. Um, and I think it's just one of those things that, you know, nobody can do the math on how much better every stratagem in the game is when you pay one less point for it to a minimum of one. Yeah. Uh, and there are some Legion-specific stratagems that are already one point and can be taken multiple times. So... Yeah, well, like, you pay full price for the other Legion stratagems. Right. But, but you like, can also combine them with the crazy well, free stuff. Uh, burned ones, the Inferno stratagem that just deletes terrain, is one point, and you can yeah. take it multiple times. Yeah, and you take that with a bunch of the DIY Titan rules... It was it was a placeholder. We all knew it was a placeholder. Well, I knew it was a placeholder the instant I knew that like an advanced version of them was being reprinted in Ryza. Uh, yeah. You know, you're just I don't buying miss time them at that point at all. Yeah, <laughs> don't miss yeah. them in the slightest. These are all just good and interesting and fun. So yeah, let's let's get into it. All right. Yeah. Starting off uh, with Legio specific so strategies. First one. Yep is marked prey uh, and this is three points play this stratagem at the start of any round choose an enemy titan to be marked for the remainder of the battle all friendly titans from this crusade legio add plus one to hit rolls and armor rolls made against the marked titan Ooh. hot mm. and also <laughs> damn yeah this is expensive but definitely worth it i mean just jesus if you're trying like there are games where it's hey pick one specific enemy titan mm-hmm. kill it kill as quickly it. as possible <laughs> round Your one crusading legio one. looks at that and says okay marked prey <laughs> annihilates the enemy um even though it says play at the start of any round i don't understand why you wouldn't do it the first round uh but yeah well you might want that, to um, brilliant 
right? Plus one to hit and plus one to armor rolls. What's it not to like? Could be a point where you're midway through the game and you know that mm -hmm. that Titan's about to just wail on you. So you need to pull at that point, make sure it goes down before it gets a chance to fire, I guess. Well, I'm thinking uh, precious cargo. Once you know who's got the cargo, you can pop marked mm. prey on them and then just reduce them to their component atoms. That's what I would use it for anyway, if I wasn't using it turn one to just make sure that I'm killing the Princeps Senioris. Um, but it does remind me a lot of Hungry for Glory, except it doesn't go away if someone else shoots at you. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, Jesse, why don't you take the next one? Sure. Opening salvo. This is coming at three stratagem points. <laughs> Did you guys just do marked prey? What? No. Opening no, salvo. Opening salvo. No, but did you do marked prey already? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just making sure. Uh, I apparently accidentally uh, both muted you guys and myself. Oh. <laughs> and I, I just talked through marked prey, just like, you know, looking at the rules, saying how good it was, right, saying well, how much I enjoyed it this whole time. And then I paused for comment and I was like, <laughs> why Crickets. are you guys talking but well, i'm not it hearing. sounded pretty organic there was a point where i was kind of expecting you to say something i was like ah, i don't know yeah if you hadn't said anything no one would have known <laughs> damn it well jesse just edit this out it'll nope, be fine not doing it well i had Keep to it's it it too far right, in well, it's too far in fuck opening it. salvo at three stratagem points <laughs> i'm sorry if i've ruined it's too it's too late opinion of it's this the, podcast, damage the damage is done the damage is done opening salvo everything's ruined <laughs> three stratagem points for opening salvo to count them three play the stratagem during the strategy phase of the first round all titans from this crusade legio may immediately attack with a single weapon of their choice as if it was the combat phase a titan that attacks in this way must advance their plasma reactor status track by two places in addition to any other advances associated with the weapon's fire if the player uses this stratagem their opponent automatically becomes the first player for the remainder of the first game round oof Strong. Yeah, and uh, very reminiscent of somebody else's Legio trait. Uh, Pregasius and uh, the... Whatever the uh, Nova Guard, whatever Nova yeah, Guard's yeah. high gothic Obviously, name is. if you have some uh, long-ranged, heavy-duty titans, some warbringers. Mm -hmm. Well, you this combine is... this with some of the, the missile fuckery that happens oh, later boy. on. She's got a oh, bunch of warlords boy. and... Uh, and Warbringers, this is a pretty damn good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's real strong. Um, it's nice that even though they've taken away our ability to steal stuff from other Legios, they've given us a lot of things that heavily mimic what other Legios can do, mm. but with but still with like Crusade Legio twists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they really did do an amazing job with making these interesting and not mm -hmm. feel like they're stealing too much from you uh, especially considering what they're given Some yeah. good stuff in here and again the extermagus maniple comes right to mind with opening salvo because mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of volcano cannons that's a lot of rockets <laughs> yeah it is yeah uh the next one is called blistering march and is another three-pointer and i like blistering march a lot uh this well, one is going to feature do I not get one now you mute me once you went with marked prey, and then Jesse did opening salvo. <laughs> we're we're taking of course, turns. Austin. Of course, I did marked prey. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Blistering March is one that I'm going to end up using in Metallica version 2. Play this stratagem during any combat phase. For the remainder of the phase, any Titan from this Crusade Legio with the full stride order may fire one weapon during their activation. If it does so, increase the reactor status level by one, in addition to any other advances associated with weapons fire. So it's kind of... It's not quite opening salvo, but it does keep you moving and firing, which is real nice. You combine it with motive mastery so that you are almost guaranteed to get the full stride uh, order off. And then you just start running and firing anything you want, really. Um, we'll go yeah. over what I'm going to use it for later. <laughs> I tell you I... what. I like it because it goes off in the combat phase, right? So you've already passed your full stride order when you're paying the points for it. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, like if it was played at the start of the strategy phase, great, I did it. Uh, all right, I'm going to have my Princeps Senioris do full stride on a Tua. It's a one. We're done. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but for this, you already have the Titans out and running. Um, and then you just shoot with them. And for one point of heat, worth it. Eternally worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much on hounds because they're so heat hungry anyway. I, but definitely on reavers. I would absolutely. Like if, uh, if, I, if I didn't have so many other things that I wanted that made more like fluff sense for my Legio, I would take this. Because even with hounds, man. Like a point of heat, that sucks. And you're probably going to have another point of heat because you always go for a little extra speed the first time you full stride. Mm -hmm. But, uh, eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes you you got to risk it for the W. Your mileage may vary. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and be a lot shorter and end in a <laughs> thermonuclear crater uh, than others. You know, that happens sometimes. It's just the way it is. It be like that. It do. Uh, so the next one on our list is Fueled by Hatred, also three points. Play this stratagem when a friendly titan from this Crusade Legio that is issued with a charge order destroys an enemy unit in the movement phase due to a melee weapon or smash attack made as part of the order they may immediately make a new charge move. <laughs> the Titan can make a single turn before moving as part of this second charge move and can move no more than five inches doing it or during it. Remember how we've talked about all those lovely uh, Legio traits for Titans that like to be real close to other Titans? Mm -hmm. uh, this is it. <laughs> This is the counter. This is that this is that thing they don't want you to do. <laughs> um, Princeps I mean, hate this single new trick. <laughs> <laughs> this man is fueled by hatred. Find out why Princeps hate him. Uh, yeah. Um, it is a little hard to bring off. But like Blistering March, you've already done the prerequisites when you're actually putting the card on the table and spending the points and losing it, right? Mm -hmm. like you have to have killed somebody and then play the card. Beautiful. Maybe, you know, uh, there's a lovely juicy warlord hiding behind a screen of three Questorus Knights. I've done it a lot. And Smash. then your weaver comes in, 
has to hit those knights because they're blocking the way, power fists every <laughs> single one of those knights to death, and normally it would just be sitting there, you know, waiting for the inevitable the Bellicosa. Yep. yep. No longer, sirs. No longer. <laughs> Reaver, don't give a care. Yep. Yeah, I was, that's what I was just looking at and thinking, uh, you know, it might be a little hard to pull off against other Titans, but against Knights, charge in, smash a few, lay down fueled by hatred, charge again, smash the rest. <laughs> hmm There is no way that banner is getting away from you. Yeah, or, you know, you come up and you've punched that Warlord and you didn't kill it, but, you know, you were under some of its guns and too close for Bellicosa, so you lived. Uh, charge again, finish it off, and then move on to his buddy. Mm-hmm. And it's a charge move, right? It doesn't say you have to necessarily get another Titan with that second charge, right? It's true. Yeah, so, they just make the, a charge move. Yeah, so if you charge somebody and, you know, you're in that dead zone in the middle of the battlefield begging for death now that you've killed the guy... You can say, you know what? I'm going to use Fueled by Hatred. I'm going to sidestep behind that building. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's or a you can charge another building and break it down to get the guy behind it. You can. Yeah. Infinite uses. Force those well, Porphyrians to move. Really just the four or five uses, but a lot of good uses for it. I, I yeah, like it a infinite lot. Infinite so long as you have hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to target lock. This is also for three stratagem points. Play this stratagem when activating a Titan from this Crusade Legio in the combat phase. Choose an enemy unit within 12 inches of the activating Titan. For the remainder of the phase, any attacks made against the chosen enemy unit suffer no penalties to their hit rolls for obscured line of sight or for making targeted attacks. This counts as the activating Titan's activation for this phase. If the activated Titan is destroyed before the end of the phase, this stratagem has no effect for the remainder of the phase. Hmm. It's a little situational. What I actually would like to see this being done with is with the... mm, I think it's the Arcus. Uh, But it's the... It's the the Hounds and the Warbringer. So you you can target lock somebody and now that Warbringer suffers no penalties at all for dropping a bellicosa cannon directly onto somebody's head Mm -hmm. all right so hear me out here this is a great one if you're you've taken um the death losing my mind uh engines of war to swap something out with a single warhound because get you extergamus battle line maniple whole bunch of warlords, real unpleasant, uh, and then get you a warhound. And that warhound just runs up to somebody, does this, and uh, all his big brothers and sisters just beat the living hell out of it. (laughs) Just hope it doesn't uh, have a critical meltdown while that warhound is standing too close. I mean, you can be 12 inches away. Theoretically, you could live. (laughs) <laughs> of course there's no pre-measuring in this game so you know i've ro- i've fired enough bolters in over 12 inches is one can only hope yeah it's kind of expensive for what it does i would prefer that to be a two-pointer it is a little pricey but no penalties for targeted attacks is 
Good. real brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. I like this next one, Enduring Gods, which is a two-pointer. The first two-pointer. Play this stratagem during any strategy phase. Any Titan from this Crusade Legio may immediately be issued an emergency repair order without the need to make a command check. After all repair rolls have been resolved, make a command check for any Titan issued an order in this way. If the check is successful, discard the order. After the effects of this stratagem have been resolved, the player may issue no more orders for the remainder of this round. Uh... The losing out on orders for the remainder of the round is a bit hurtful. It's a bummer. Yes. Especially but, because you play strats first and then orders. Uh-huh. But, I mean, being able to suddenly do a repair order for everybody and then have a pretty decent chance of them continuing to go and fight and punch and kill is real nice. It is real good. Because sometimes, you know... You're mid-late game. A bunch of Titans have taken damage. You're probably going to have times where you want two, three of your Titans to do emergency repairs and are thinking to yourself, but shit, I also really need them to both move and shoot somebody this turn, so I guess we're just going to suck it up and die. No longer. No. Yeah. Oh, and you can combine good. this with some other things, some other repair phase shenanigans. You could go Elite Magos to be able to re-roll one of those die on each of those titans. You know, maybe you need an extra shield or an extra point of heat to cool down. Um, if you're playing with stratagems out of Crusade Shadow and Iron, uh, you can go with Elite or Martian Servitor Clades. So maybe one of those titans that is now doing the repair roll has an extra one or two die to throw at repairs, uh, making sure the criticals are in good shape, you know, uh, weapons are ready for when it's time to go kill something. It's real nice. It can be a real quick flip. Now, can uh, regular Legios take these as well, or just specifically the uh, nope, custom Nope, these goes? are all Crusading Legios. Ah. Yeah, get out of here, you fancy named legions. <laughs> yeah, you get enough fancy things. <laughs> Let the vanilla guys have something. Yeah, and we do, and it is glorious. Yes. Uh, so, Reactionary Fire, another two-pointer. Play this stratagem during any movement phase when an enemy Titan issued with a charge order is activated. A friendly Titan from this Crusade Legio that has not been activated this phase may immediately attack with one of its weapons, or two if the chosen Titan is issued with the first fire order. The attacks must be made against the activated enemy Titan and counts as the chosen Titan's activation for that phase. I really like this one. Titan Overwatch. Yeah, Titan Overwatch. Like this, this I think you is one that you actually play to, um, rather than kind of using as it comes along, because if there's you know Stevens Reaver right in front of my Warlord, uh, he and I both know what's happening next turn. Right, there's a Power Fist on that Reaver. It's going to charge me. So I just give my Warlord first fire. And Steven thinks, aha, I will win the activation and I will get in there first and I will punch him unto death. Uh, and then I use reactionary fire and the double plasma annihilators come down. And Ooh. oh Lord, do they come down. 
their fury is uh is it hurts it hurts a lot but I mean, <laughs> even a little warhound right if you catch a warhound in charge range and it does this like is a reaver really going to be happy to catch a short range mega bolter and uh plasma to the face no especially since it happens before the titan charges now i like this this is why i like it more than uh what is it the one where you back up masters of defense because it happens before the charge goes off so you have a good chance of just like shotgun blasting somebody's hip or knee joint out and making sure that you're not going to get charged and beat up by an arioc so hear me out steven why not both porque no los dos no reason yeah <laughs> hit him hit him twice as he comes in and then once afterwards well actually Hmm. Hooray. Not doing yeah, during the movement phase. Yeah. What's even better is the fact that you can play it at any point during the movement phase, even after you fired first fire. So you could hit them once, play reactionary fire, uh, hit them two more times. No. A friendly Titan from this Crusade leader, Legio, that has not been activated this phase. Uh, well, yeah. a girl can dream. You tried. Well, it would have been nice to just triple bellicose somebody. And that's why you got to take Masters of Defense. Triple bellicose of them. And then bellicose them again in the shooting phase. Just for take good no measures. <laughs> oh, they might not be dead, but they might wish they were. Yeah. They, they've done a lot of interesting things for the assaulty, you know, power fist reavers and warlords. Uh, in this book, which I'm really happy about because I do I do think they suffered a little to more traditional gun line titans. Um, but it is nice that there's a couple of counters in here for us DIY guys. Yeah, I would I would do a DIY Legion before I do Legio Volpa. Like, <laughs> it's, it's wild. Oh, Legio Volpa looks so sad compared to some of these things. <laughs> Sorry, Legio Volpa. Moving on. Electromagnetic Overload, coming in at two stratagem points. Play the stratagem during any combat phase when activating a friendly Titan from this Crusade Legio that has active Void Shields. Any unit, friend or foe, with active Void Shields within three inches of the activated Titan must immediately make a number of save rolls equal to the number of remaining holes on the Titan Void Shield status tracker, as if hit by a weapon with the Shield Bane trait. The activated Titan's Void Shield level then immediately drops to X, and the Titan takes a critical hit to its body. This counts as the Titan's activation this phase. Huh. Interesting. So you burn out your shields to hit other people with shield bane. So what gets me about this is that this is already a stratagem that anybody can take. In Shadow and Iron, desperate measures can be taken and you have the EMP discharge stratagem, which is slightly different, but largely the same thing. This stratagem can be purchased by any Loyalist player. Play this stratagem during any movement or combat phase. Pick a friendly Titan that has uh, active Void Shields. Every Titan that has active Void Shields within three inches of that Titan suffers a number of Strength 4 hits equal to the Void Shield level of that chosen Titan, as if from a Shield Bane weapon. After resolving these hits, the chosen Titan's Shield is reduced to X. How many points is that? It is two. Huh. 
Now, the only so real difference is that this one can be played, can be taken by Black Shields or Traitors, whereas EMP Discharge can only be taken by Loyalists. Well, EMP Discharge is also Strength... Does it need to go against things with active shields? Uh... Every Titan that has active shields within three inches All right. All suffers. Right. Yeah, so it doesn't even work against people that don't have shields. Yeah, because yeah, I was about to say, it has a strength. Maybe that helps, but no. Uh, so yeah, it's just something fun for people who aren't loyalists, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird yeah. that it's there. I mean, not but... a terrible one, but yeah, a little strange. Or, if you really like it, you can double up. Hooray! Yeah, that's true. You can take both. Um... Although, you can't use them both in the same turn. But that's okay. This one is actually... This one hurts a little more because well, you take the critical you can, hit to the just, body. You can yeah. do it, just with two other titans. No. You can't... I should say you can't put it on the same titan. Well, yeah. To hit him twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Boy, am I excited to use this next one, though. <laughs> uh, I had a hard time choosing between stratagems for my Coronate Metallica. This next one is Vindictive in Death. Two points. Play this stratagem when a friendly titan from this Crusade Legio suffers catastrophic damage. Do not roll on the catastrophic damage table. Instead, the titan automatically suffers catastrophic meltdown. Oh. It's the worst of things. It's the big red button. Just bam, smash it, detonate. <laughs> Which there's a couple of, like... When I die, I'm taking everybody with me tactics in Titanicus. Um, so it's nice that the DIY Legios have one that's just the worst thing guaranteed. And for yep. relatively cheap. Yeah, yeah. Two, two points is not the end of the world at all. Nope. Yeah, I think um, maybe Legio Crucius has one called uh, Red in the Skies, and it's the big red button. But the distance and the strength is kind of variable, mm -hmm. um, and it's three points if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's nice that vindictive and death suck it, real legions. <laughs> I just I want to jam one fist reaver straight into the enemy line, and when it goes, make sure it goes good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it'll feel so good, or better yet, full straight a warlord just straight <laughs> straight in there. It'll be great. It'll Oosh. be great. We got the biggest explosions. Everybody knows it. All right. So the next one we have is Austin's turn, I think. I'm doing this one, but I'm also going to be rude and take the next one because I okay. fucking love it. All right. Fair um, enough. <laughs> so this is eye for an eye, two strats. Uh, play this stratagem when a titan from this legio is destroyed by the opposing player. Until the end of the round, all friendly titans from this crusade legio can re-roll hits of a one. Um, eh? Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not wild about it. Like, it's not the end of the world, but my real problem with it is that... It's two points. Well, it's two points, but more that by the time it's happened, like, unless you get unlucky and, you know, you've lost a titan to a charge or a first fire order, you've probably already done some shooting before it takes effect. Uh, which is a little, you know, it, it, it sucks because it makes you feel like you wasted, you wasted some of your two points there. Um, 
That being said, it is an eye for an eye and real spiteful. Uh, so if you're one of those bitter people, this is the one for you. I would like, I, I think I would like this one more if it was longer than just for the round. Yeah, like, like until if the for the rest of the following of the, round or, yeah. Or even if it was for the rest of the game, reroll hits of one against the killing titan. Mm. Yeah, this is that make it that make it feel a little this more, is more worth spread it. out. But yeah, I'm not of of all the things in this which are amazing for the most part. This is the only one that I look at and I'm just like, yeah, I can't ever really see myself taking it. Yeah. Um, but dear listeners, if you can think of a reason why, please let us know. But we're not here for an eye for an eye, ladies and gentlemen. We're here for locomotive override. It is one point, and it choo, is amazing. Choo, baby. Do the locomotive override. Just so. The mm. <laughs> uh, Legio is known for favoring larger titans, preferring to lay waste their foes with heavy firepower. To offset their lack of maneuverability, princeps of the Legio often override the locomotive failsafes to perform rapid turns far outside acceptable norms, heedless of risk, and they do. Sir, Play sir. This stratagem. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Play this stratagem it's the during other any big combat phase. <laughs> A friendly titan from this crusade legio of scale nine or ten may immediately make up to a 180 degree turn. If it does so, it suffers one point of critical damage to its legs after resolving the turn. That's hilarious. You can flip a bitch with your warlord. How many oh, times, Stephen, have I gotten two warhounds behind you and you've just gone, well, guess I'll die. Cause you'll never be able to yep. turn around and catch him. That no warlord's dead. longer, sir. Yeah. No, not yeah. anymore. Now that warlord goes, ha ha, suck bellicosas. And that's when you get sad dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad puppies. Bad puppies. <laughs> yes, and I know what you're thinking, <laughs> listeners, and that's, I thought Austin liked warhounds. Why is he so, like, chortling over this? I do like warhounds. But the other thing I like is my lone warlord. Um... Which, in the heady days of DIYness, uh, was Wasn't frequently, a yeah, was a corsair and could do whatever she wanted and be very maneuverable. Uh, and I was going to miss that. No longer with locomotive override, just spin that girl around. Yep. And I feel oh. that is a very fluffy one if you've got just one big titan. And you favor the little ones. Like it says here, like, oh, it's it's from Titan Legios that have all the big Titans for the most part. But I think you could make the same argument if your Legio is practically all Warhounds and only has one or two Warlords. They're going to want to, like, turn really quick because they've been brought up in a Warhound Legio where maneuvering is everything. Yeah. So, yeah, if you've got a Warlord... Uh, this is a great and one because you don't have to guard it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't necessarily even have to use it as a defensive measure either, um, because say you know you've you don't you don't gain any heat from doing this. You mm-hmm. just hurt your le- you twist your ankle a little bit, but that's fixable, and you don't yeah, gain especially any heat. on a warlord. So say you know you've you've run up, and you don't really have the heat that you would like in order to crank it for two extra turns to turn 90 degrees 
pop locomotive override, you can go 90, you can go 100, you can you have a wide arc of movement to reorient your firing lanes. Yep, because you're not forced to 180, it's just up to 180. Mm-hmm. And it's in the combat phase, so it's after you've done your, your regular movement, maybe some other target of opportunity has presented itself and you really want to get it. So mm-hmm. just, you know, do the twist, unleash rockets, unleash Bellicosa. Yeah, for one point. Ugh. Ugh so good like i love blistering march 2 but man so good so good locomotive override mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. all righty for a single stratagem point directed rad burst play this stratagem during any movement phase when activating a titan from this legio increase the activating titan's reactor status level by one place a five inch blast marker on the table with the central hole anywhere within two inches of the activating Titan. This counts as the Titan's activation for that phase. For the remainder of the round, any Titan underneath the blast marker must roll an extra die when making void shield saves, while night banners count the strength of attacks as one higher for the purposes of working out their ion shield saves. At the end of the round, remove the blast marker. This stratagem can be purchased multiple times, however it can only be played once per activation. Interesting. It's just the radioactive battlefield, but as a stratagem. Yeah, which is really interesting. super short range, though. And it will affect the Titan that places it. And it will affect the Titan that places it, yeah, because the center hole has to be within two two inches, and it's Mm -hmm. a... Mm -hmm. (coughs) That was a weird noise. (laughs) Doing a little drinking, huh? I guess I'm just getting old. Happening <laughs> Titan status by level. Okay. The so goblin that large... obsesses over AT is trying to climb out of my throat. <laughs> you gotta place a large blast marker within two inches of the activating Titan. Extremely short ranged, for sure. But you know, if you've got that warhound that has snuck up on somebody, uh, you can dump this on it. Uh, True. Or if you're, you know, a warlord with plasma or something, and like knights have jumped up on you. And you need to scrape them off real quick. This will get it done. And it's only a point. Like, if it was any more than a point, I'd say it wasn't worth really taking at all. But for one point, I can find some uses for it. Yeah. It is nice if you're playing against knights. I will, like you said. Um, Especially if you are one of those people that likes to bubble wrap your opponent's titans in a seething ocean of toddler titans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then uh, just drop directed rad burst down at your feet and then let your mana, let the rest of your maniple clear out those unruly titans for you. Yep. Go home, kids. Yep. Go on, get out of here. Get off my lawn. So maybe that's, that's a good one. Here's another uh, Warhound stratagem. Uh, it's called Scouting Run. Speedy one dogs. Point. Speedy dogs. Fast dogs. Greyhounds? Turbo Ooh. dogs. <laughs> Greyhounds works pretty good too. Hmm. It's got hound in there. Hmm. It's classy. It's classy. Let us know what you think, listeners. Yeah. We're gonna get a dictionary of warhound slang puns. Urban dictionary warhound no, stuff. Dogs. Yep. So we ought to do. We ought to have a poll at the end for which warhound <laughs> pun was best. <laughs> or worse. Or worse. There are no there are no winners. All right, so the next uh, stratagem here, 
is Scouting Run. It is a single point stratagem. Play this stratagem after both players have deployed, but before rolling to determine who is first player. A Titan from this Crusade Legio with a scale of 6 or lower may immediately make a move. The Titan cannot declare power to locomotors or power to stabilizers during this move, and cannot move more than 6 inches. This stratagem can be purchased multiple times. Uh, so it's definitely another Warhound stratagem, because they're small enough to use it right now. And looking at it at first, you think, well, you can't move more than six inches, so really, is it worth it that much? But note that there's nothing that says that you cannot take Scouting Run several times and use it on the same Titan several times. <laughs> All right, time time to make sure you're right on that. Oh. But uh, yeah, unless there is some specific rule that I don't remember. But this can... cannot move more than six inches. No, during this move and cannot be moved more than six inches. And cannot. Yeah. Uh. I, I think you could just, you know, spend that five would... stratagem points to buy that stratagem five yeah, times. Theoretically, you play Scouting Run, you move the Titan six inches, its move is done... Then you do it again. Then you do it again. Yeah. Which could be interesting if you're playing something like Precious Cargo. You could scouting run your Warhound up to the cargo, pick it up on its first activation, and then just hightail it out of there. Yeah, I, I still think you can only do it once, now that I'm looking at it again. It says the Titan cannot declare power to locomotors or power to stabilizers during this move, and cannot move more than six inches. I think it's that last part that gets you, but I, don't, I know what you're saying now. It might be just encompassing for that mm. stratagem action, but I think it's kind of... Like, I, I was leaning towards Steven's interpretation, and then he said that about uh, picking up people, and when... But Steven, this means that if you're playing the scenario where all you have to do is get a Titan to the other side of the board... Right. Say I have six stratagem points because, you know, we're playing a big game. The other guy's got a Legio. Maybe he's Legio brought a buddy. Uh, I take scouting run six times. I give it to a tight, my Warhound. I put the thing on the Warhound. I proceed to go off the table before the start of the first movement phase. Yeah, but it's a four foot table. Can you clear 48 inches with it? I mean, I guess in theory, if you have enough stratagem points to do it, you could do that. But that seems ungentlemanly. I mean, certainly ungentlemanly. Uh, let's see. So theoretically, because I think six stratagem is kind of the upper limit for a game, mm -hmm. you would be able to get that Titan... Uh, 42 inches across the table, presuming you have the standard six-inch deployment zone. But also, you can have different deployment zones. That Titan might start at the midline. That's true. And at that point, it's gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope you've. Uh, I hope you put down terrain well enough that you. Uh, but it can still turn. Yeah, it can still turn, but it's still not. It's not as speedy as it could be, but it is still speedy. Don't be uh don't be that guy. Don't yeah, scouting I, run your uh, Titan off the table. I I would at this point 
uh, argue against being able to use it more than once just because of the dumbness. At least on the same Titan. Yeah, use it more than once, absolutely, but not, yeah. not on the same Titan. Though this would be a fun one if they had changed it to just at the start of any stratagem phase. Oof. Nah, that'd be too much. Whole free move? It'd be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs> hmm. Well, hmm. tell us what you think, listeners. Use it more than once on one Titan or limited to one Titan per use. Yeah. We know you'll make the right decision. We know yeah, you don't, will. Don't be that guy. We'll find yeah. you. <laughs> we'll find you. Yeah, that's right. Hunt you Steven down. Will, Steven will lock you in a cage full of crickets. That's, you don't want to go in there. It's a bad time. <laughs> to this day, he still laughs out of context a lot. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure he's okay. I'm sure he's okay. All right, awesome. Moving along. Uh, power reserves, a one-point stratagem. Play this stratagem when a friendly titan from this crusade legio pushes their reactor before rolling the reactor die. Do not roll the die. The result is treated as if a blank face was rolled. This stratagem can be purchased multiple times, but a titan can only be the target of the stratagem once per round. Now, that's real interesting. I think it's and cool. I, I like it a lot, especially for one point, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially for, well, Warhounds in particular, but really anybody, right? If you're hovering there right before the orange or right before the red, and you go, man... I, I should really push the reactor now, but I don't want to blow myself up. Because mm -hmm. you could always roll that double. It's a good, good safe, cheap and I have stratagem. Yeah, it's a real nice little insurance policy, especially for hound-heavy players. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that benefits hounds, really. I think hounds have probably come out the best with DIY Legion rules. I don't know. There, there's some fun stuff later on that uh, really aims at the big boys. Mm. Yeah. So there's not much to say about it, but no, it is real good. No, it yeah. it's real good. It's real simple. You think you're gonna be real hot? Go blind. Turns out you're not. Yep. Yeah, when right. you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, mm -hmm. you're not. Not while you have power reserves. <laughs> da, 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 Moving on. Da. Moving on to reactor surge for one stratagem point. Play the stratagem when a friendly titan from this crusade legio pushes their reactor before rolling the reactor die. For the remainder of the phase, the result subsequently rolled on the reactor die applies to any attempt to push the reactor. Ergo, if a Titan pushed their reactor after declaring power to locomotors and rolled a blank face, all subsequently attempts that should be subsequent. All subsequent attempts to push the Titan's reactor this phase would not increase the reactor level. If, after playing the stratagem, a machine spirit symbol is rolled, the stratagem is discarded and has no effect. The Titan must roll each time they push their reactor as normal. Mm, that's real rough. Yeah. So now, take you Reactor Surge. Then, play you Reactor Surge, and then play you Power Reserves. Do they stack? Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, they, both, they both happen when you uh, push the reactor before rolling the reactor die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I think the mechanic means you choose in which... Uh, one goes first, right? Yeah. Or is there a yeah, limit, I think to, generally how many, when, a limit to how many stratagems you can play at the same time? No, you can... Ooh, actually... That might be troublesome, because you do alternate stratagems with your opponent, right? 
Potentially? Yeah, you can't play two in the same, like, uh, yeah, the same strategy have, phase. Yeah, like, I play one and then my opponent plays one. I mean, you can, but, yeah, you can't double up. Unless you out-activate your opponent, that's the only that's the only way you could do it, is if, well, you, if you... spend more stratagems and you're, well... Uh, I mean, your opponent could elect not to do anything that turn, or could already be out of stratagems. That's true. Mm. Mm. You'd ha it takes a it takes a little bit of finagling to do it, but I think you could do it. Look at us breaking the game over here. No, <laughs> uh, no. We're the reason that DIY got rewritten in the first place. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No. Would you rather take this over power reserves, though? I no. I would take both. Yeah, you do and both. And then the very first time I pushed the react, you know, I'm in the movement phase. I push the react. Oh, wait move. a second. No, nope. You can't do both. Why not? So you. You have to play one stratagem per activation, right? So you do either power reserves or reactor surge. You have to go through the whole process of deciding to push the um, the reactor and then doing either revert reserves or surge. You go through that whole process. Then it passes to your opponent or your opponent does nothing. Then you can do another activation to play the opposite. You Actually, can't do. I, I don't I think, think you can do two stratagems per activation. I think we've uh, screwed up a little bit because this is, neither of these stratagems are play at the beginning, right? They're play when you push. Yeah. And if say say you had uh, I don't know two different varieties of mine, right? Which <laughs> I think there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like thermal and there's EMP. Yeah. If an enemy titan ends its move, right, which is when you can play mines, right. could you not put both mines, like Earthshaker mines and... Uh... The thermal mines? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find another mine here. But you could theoretically play both those mines on them. Huh, yeah, that's true. And, yeah, because it's not a it's not a strategy phase activation to play mm. these. Making me get the rule book out. Jeez, <laughs> damn you! Hmm. <laughs> Although I guess with the mines, you would have to hit I... them, play both, and then resolve them individually. Yeah, I really don't think you could uh, stack mm. them the way you're thinking. Because I see what you're trying to say. Use reactor surge. Then throw yes. in power and reserves then, to uh, negate the die roll, and then just yeah, to go automatically to automatically make it a blank face. First, that and sounds then, really rude AF, but um, I mean you can't only it do does. it once per phase. Once per phase. I guess you can only buy reactor surge once. Yeah. Yeah, you can only buy reactor surge once. But you're going to surge your power reserves. That doesn't make any sense. And it is too. Well, you you use up all your power reserves in one go, in theory. Yeah. And honestly, if there was a two-point stratagem that said, hey, you know, play whenever you push the reactor, it's free and free for the rest of the turn, like, that would be great, but not mind-bogglingly so. Yeah, reactor surge is really, really risky for using a whole stratagem point on. Because, for one, you could just roll Machine Spirit and completely waste the stratagem. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, One in six chance. Mm-hmm. And then for two, you could accidentally roll a double. And now every time you want to push the reactor, it's double. Yeah, so a third of the time, it's actively bad. Yeah. And uh, every other time, it's just basically negating the chance to roll a double in the future, but also negating the chance to roll something for free. Yeah, like a third of the time, it's actively bad. Half the time, it's eh. It's a solid five five out of ten. Yeah, and then you get that blank and it's real good. I almost wish this was one you could do more than once. Because if I could... if I could spend like three points to do this three times as a like my Legio specific stratagem, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not taking one of the other remarkable things we've talked about and are going to talk about to do this. And if I could put three points into it, I might be more about it. Hmm. But it, if the trick works, though, it works real well. Yeah. Yeah. My, my spider sense is still tingling on this one. It doesn't quite i don't know i i had the basic rule book but obviously things are kind of a jumble in here yeah yeah no, I, probably there's you know what they say if everything. it seems too good to be true it probably is it's probably not for chaos players <laughs> no it's not 3.5 you deal with it now i'm sad you should feel sad <laughs> I never got to play those glorious, the heady days of 3.5, the Iron got... Warriors basilisk list. Uh, all right. We're going to be here all night if we don't it's true. We keep going on. Um, so uh, that is it for the stratagems. I also and... don't like the fact that if uh, you roll a machine spirit, you basically lose that stratagem too. Yeah. yeah. A, a third of the time, the stratagem is just straight bad. <laughs> It's terrible. Don't take it. Don't take it. Just take And you power still reserves. take machine spirit. Like you're still being machine spirited and it costs a point of heat. Yep. So it doesn't even get you out of that. Yeah. But mm. ah well. Damn shame. Damn shame. Yeah, now we're moving on to war gear, which is has my favorite thing in it. So once we get to it. Let's do it. Alright. Yep. War gear, like everything else, got a few extra fun stuffs fun things and um i don't think anything got dropped some things got mo- oh no war chest got dropped okay well you know we'll get but to war that. chest is just steal things yeah war chest is just the obligatory take something from another legio mm-hmm. uh it is gone now which is probably for the best maybe uh, i miss i do miss my strength 12 uh power fists on my reavers but such is life such is life uh, um, who's, is it me? Am I, okay, you know what, I'll do it, fine. <laughs> uh, the first one is Ablative Ceramite Plating. Any of the Titans, any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have Ablative Ceramite Plating for 30 points. At the start of the battle, a Titan equipped with plating can choose either its body, legs, or head. The Titan ignores the bonus to the attacker's armor roll as a result of damage already inflicted on the chosen location as indicated on the command terminal. Uh, so it's a defensive one. No matter where you put it, uh, once the damage starts piling up, you know, you get the, the plus one and eventually plus twos to um, damage rolls. This negates that, so it actually keeps you relatively durable 
throughout yeah. the game. Yeah, I like this one on the body just because that's where you're most likely to start getting hit. Mm -hmm. And it, it does save you from like those low strength weapons, right? How many times have we had a Titan KO'd from a Warlord being like, all right, 10 missiles called shot to the body. Yep. Only need one and their strength, you know, seven right now. Yep. No or uh, or even more embarrassing, Avenger Gatling cannons. <laughs> yep, when yeah, somebody yeah. throws the Titanicus equivalent of a las gun at you and you die. Plus, yep. also you have the campaign rule with this war gear, where uh, it'll always which survive is, destruction of their Titan on a two up if you choose the head. Which yep. is so good. Which like, is nice. Yeah. Having played some campaigns, it it hurts so bad to lose good Titan crew. Uh, so yeah, that that's a solid get. Yeah, and you would think you know taking extra plating isn't necessarily that great in in a campaign. Like it's not necessarily worth giving up one of your four things to keep yourself alive through a campaign, but it totally is. Yeah, for like this is better in campaigns than it is in one-offs because mm -hmm. that two-up is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so right. next on the list is Armored Spikes. Uh, any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have Armored Spikes for 20 points. A Titan with Armored Spikes increases the number of dice it generates when making a smash attack from D3 to D6. Uh, oh, also we should mention that Armored Spikes and Ceramic Plating are totally unchanged from their uh, White Dwarf incarnation. incarnation. Yep. Uh, and they didn't need to be changed. They're good enough as it is. I especially like Armored Spikes now. Um, because of the other things you can take, like Blood Fueled, which just makes your smash attacks, you know, more likely to hit. Yep. Very exciting. It's a nice combo. Yep. Yeah, it is nice when you need a, when you'd like to roll a dice and get something other than one or two hits. <laughs> yep. Doesn't guarantee it, but, uh... But when you roll that yeah. six... 50% yeah. of the time, you're going to hit the exact same number of times that you would if you were just rolling a D3. But like Jesse said, sometimes you'll just reach into the bag and pull out a six. Yep, and you'll just kick an entire night banner to death. And that's always funny. <laughs> I seen it done. Yep. <laughs> we here approve of Armored Spikes. So yeah, again, it's a very, very straightforward one. Not complicated. Pay some points, get more smash attacks. Life is good. Mm-hmm. All right. Legio-specific war gear auxiliary shield capacitors. Any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have auxiliary shield capacitors for 20 points. Once per round, a Titan with this upgrade can declare voids to full without having to push the reactor. As soon as the Titan shields collapse, the benefits from this piece of war gear are lost for the remainder of the battle, even if the Titan shields are later reignited. So this is different. It went down uh, 10 points. And it is less good. Uh, so the, the version 1 auxiliary shield capacitors were 30 points. Uh, and then you can declare voids to full without having to push the reactor. Period. End of sentence. So what would happen is you'd take your fire on your warhound, you'd declare voids to full, and you'd just deal with it. And be fine, right? Like, it was impossible, like, damn near impossible to get through that three-up uh, void shield save. Yeah, especially in a squadron with merged shields. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a warlord that had it, and you're just like, oh, fuck my life. Yep. Uh, these, I guess I'll uh, just die. Yeah, and it didn't matter, right? 
oh, it's a bellicosa. No one is ever going to, you know, go voids to full when they're at four up shields and a bellicosa is coming in. They'll just deal with it unless you do it for free, which you could do for forever. So why not? Yeah, um, you're basically just rerolling ones on your shields forever. Yeah, this version, though, it's only once per round. So you really got to pick and choose. Because, uh, I mean, there's obvious ones, right? That warlord just dumped 10 missiles into you. All right, yeah, voids to full. But if you're at a four up and you take like a, a laser that does like one hit, or, yeah, do I want to do that? Do you want to do that? Um, yeah, it's just, it's still good. It's still definitely worth the 20 points, but it's no longer the sort of must take. Like I feel like auxiliary shield capacitor is kind of like elite Magos in version one were like the must take obvious. And then of course, just like the other one, you lose your shields and it's gone forever. But it ain't bad and it'll get you out of at least one tight spot. Well, speaking of getting out of tight spots, it's everybody's favorite, unless you're on the receiving end, <laughs> blind missiles. Blind missiles. You know them. You... Excellent. <laughs> there. Just for Perfect. you, Steven. <laughs> Any of the Legio's Titans armed with either Apocalypse Missile Launchers or an Apocal or an Apocalypse Missile Launcher. So I'm sorry, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you imagine having a uh, a Warlord Titan and this was its Warhorn? <laughs> Jesse, I absolutely believe that that is your Titan's Warhorns. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue on, Stephen. I apologize. Well, no, now we got it. Now we got to go down this rabbit hole, all right? So statistically, there's been over 40,000 years of history as of the 41st millennium, uh -huh. right? Which means that all kinds of little snippets of media have have a decent chance of having been survived or of having survived to a point that their origins are no longer understood. They just they just know that they are I'm sure that MP3 is stuck in some time capsule that NASA shot off some at some point yeah, somewhere. Right. It landed on some Forge World. They opened it up and was like, Archaeotech, this is the hymn of the Omnissiah. <laughs> and that's somebody's warhorn. You know, somewhere out there, there's a Imperial Guard regiment that marches off to war to the Super Mario theme song. <laughs> Just. Oh, uh, man. Yep. I'm sorry. Continue on, Stephen. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. I did, and I enjoy it. Blind oh, No regrets. <laughs> okay, so, uh, again, any of the Legio's Titans armed with either Apocalypse Missile Launchers or an Apocalypse Missile Launcher, so really just Warlords and Reavers, can be upgraded to have blind missiles for 20 points. It's the same cost as their first edition incarnation. Each of the Titans' weapons must be upgraded separately. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I smell rocket. I smell rockets on arms on, on the wind. I mean, there is that uh, Reaver Warlord in-betweener that we're supposed to get. Yep. <clears throat> um, so, once per game, a Titan armed with blind missiles may fire a blind salvo with its Apocalypse missile launchers rather than firing them normally. Take the 5-inch blast marker, that's the big one, and put it anywhere within range and firing arc of the missile launchers. They do not need line of sight. This marker remains in place until the end of the round and blocks line of sight through it. Oh boy. This is a free 5-inch 
circle of no no you can't see me it's so rude yeah it's uh the it's especially good on reavers which have 360 arc and don't need line of sight to fire their missiles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's just no matter where on the board it is if there's a tight spot and you don't want someone to see you have one of your reavers just like pop off a smoke rocket and boop, yeah. there it is. Or if you want to dick that enemy warlord, just drop smoke on it. Oh, boy. Like, it's... Has, it, has it declared first fire, but you activate first? Oops. Yep, smoke. S- straight up block. Yeah, put it right in front of them. Yep, mm-hmm. I've, it's, I've uh, done it many a time. It's real uh, unpleasant. Because uh-huh. you can bait them too, right? You can run out with your warhounds into the middle of no man's land. Three reavers will turn to look at them and go, aha, murdering those sons of bitches and then you just cover them in smoke thanks for coming out yeah see he knows that this is possible because he's done it i have and uh i make no apologies for it get good (laughs) no kidding this one is Um, also unchanged from the old version should say which is really a shame it should be it should have gone up in points considering that it's also a stratagem now uh, yeah, but what do you I can know? Get wild. You can get wild with it. Um, but also, you can combine it with Blistering March and just be hilarious about it. Yep, so that's what I'm actually going to do with my Metallica, is I'm going to take Blistering March as one of my stratagems. All of my Reavers in my Corsair... Mm, pardon me. Corsair Maniple will have rockets. Uh, turn one, full march up the board, Blistering March, blind rockets on everybody so that you can't see me while I get closer and crack my big giant robot knuckles. Oh, no. Yep. And then everybody dies. And then everybody dies, including me, because that's part of the fun. All right. On to Crusade Banners. Any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have Crusade Banners for 15 points. Friendly Knight Banners with at least one model within six inches of a Titan with this upgrade cannot be shaken for any reason. That's handy. Having your night banners shaken sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's down six inches from what it used to be. In the first edition, it was 12 inches. Ah, no, which was an... it's, it's actually a little better, I think. Yeah. So this, this new version is six inches, any night banner with at least one model within six inches of a Titan. Mm-hmm. The other one is friendly night banners within 12 inches of a Titan. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to have the uh, whole banner within 12 to yep, get This back. time you can daisy chain into yep. that sweet, sweet land of milk and honey. Or at the very least, you know, not get yourself bellicosed all to hell. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Or quaked, for that matter. Or quaked, God almighty. <laughs> yep. It is nice. Yep. I so jumped yeah, ahead, Austin. Bad. My bad. That's all right. We love you anyway. Oh, thanks. Uh, so the next one is Macro Magazines. Any, and this is hilarious, any weapon with the rapid trait equipped by a Titan from this Legio can be upgraded to have macro magazines for 30 points, so long as the Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting that weapon. Each weapon with the rapid trait a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately. Increase the dice value on the weapon by two, and then add two to the result when rolling on the catastrophic damage table for a titan with macro magazines this effect is cumulative so if you've got a warhound with two mega bolters that you've upgraded to both have macro magazines you would add plus four 
to the result, and it's going to go boom. My God. Uh, this, I believe, is unmessed with. Um, yeah, looks like the point value stayed the same. Uh, they kind of just added a little bit of clarification into it. So. Yeah, like the, the first one, it's a little fuzzy, <clears throat> rather, wh whether you can do it uh, to more to more than one weapon on the same Titan. Um, and then it, it doesn't say if it, that, that would add plus two for each weapon or plus four or whatever. So it's a nice clarification. I do not recommend this one if you're about to play a campaign with your Titans. Yeah, um, you don't want those weapons exploding. Because crew casualties will be high. Uh, Dave learned that to his sorrow when we were playing our Adepticon campaign. I know we, we played a campaign to prepare for Adepticon and then sadness had happened. But anyway, we were doing that and he had macro magazines on all his hounds and they just went up like friggin' Roman candles. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, when they were shooting at me, it was horrific. Yeah, the extra shots on uh, on mega bolters are are a little nuts, and everybody can take mega bolters. So, it's I mean, versatile. everybody can take some sort of rapid, right? Yeah, well, in some form so or another. This next one. Wait, hang on, I'm in the wrong book. There we go. Okay, I got I got mixed up between white dwarf and the oh. and defensive riser. <laughs> Yeah, the next one is drastically changed. It's multiple warhead launchers. Now, originally, multiple, head war multiple warhead launchers was an upgrade for apocalypse missile launchers that reduced the strength of the weapon to three, but tripled the dice value. So warlords were throwing out 30 rockets and reavers were throwing out 15. Uh, but you'll notice that strength three doesn't do a whole lot. And... Um, it can't even hurt shields. So pretty much the only way to make it work was to pair it with Warmaster's Beneficence to uh, bump up the strength back to four so that it could, you know, actually do things. Which, kind of, uh, kind of bad for a one-use weapon. Especially if it's going to use up half of, your, uh, half of your options to do so. So, the new and improved multiple warhead launchers... Any of the Titans, any of the Legios Titans armed with Apocalypse Missile Launchers or an Apocalypse Missile Launcher can be upgraded to have multiple Warhead Launchers for 20 points, uh, which is the same cost as it was in 1st edition, so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting the weapon. Each of the Titans' weapons must be upgraded separately. Any Apocalypse Missile Launcher equipped with this upgrade adds 5 to their dice value and gains the Rapid and Limited 2 traits. A Titan can be upgraded with multiple Warhead Launchers and Autoloaders, however, the base cost of the weapon includes the 20 points, which is applied before determining the cost of the Autoloaders. So, you're throwing an extra 5 dice, you gain the Rapid trait, so every 6 generates another hit. Not bad odds now. Uh, the only downside is that it can only be fired twice. And you'll note that it says that it doesn't have what some of these other missile upgrades have, which is may elect to fire it this way or fire normally. Yeah, I just noticed that. Once you've used the two shots for multiple warhead launchers, it's done. You have no more rockets. You can't fall back to regular APOC mm -hmm. missiles. Um, yes. But otherwise, it's a very, very strong change. 
those will strip shields off of just about anything. And so I'm going to skip ahead uh, two autoloaders because this is yeah. an important thing to talk about when we're discussing multiple warhead launchers. So autoloaders, any Titan that is equipped with a limited carapace weapon can take autoloaders for a cost equal to the base cost of the weapon plus five points. Each of the Titan's weapons must be upgraded separately. A weapon equipped with autoloaders increases the X value by one. This upgrade can be bought multiple times for the same weapon, increasing the cost to take autoloaders by plus 10 points for each additional purchase. I.e. a Reaver with warp missile could be upgraded twice, uh, which goes from limited one to limited three at a cost of 50 points. 15 points for the first upgrade and 25 points for the second. Um, obviously that's real good because suddenly you can start flinging warp missiles at everybody, even though it becomes a little pricey. Um, Let's get but pricey can, quick. Yeah, but you can also do this to the multiple warhead launchers uh, and get a little more bang for Mileage your buck. Mileage out I, of them. Yeah, because yeah, honestly, for three, just doing it once to get three shots with them, I think makes it very, very nasty. Because uh, by that point, like, the enemy could be under your minimum range or he doesn't have shields anyway. So you're, you're losing some of the goodness of, Hey, that guy only needs one more hit to blow him up and I'll fire my missiles. Cause he's, I'm getting plus three damage and that might do it. Um, but yeah, you're going to do like 13 hits with a ostensibly 10 shot missile launcher with your warlords right like so if you wanted to go to limited three with it let's see that's going to cost you yeah I, I don't have the points for the the carapace missile handy uh, i can get it though 20 points space cost of weapon includes the 20 points which is applied before determining cost of the autoloaders so i guess it would be another i don't know it's expensive yeah is what it is it's not a cheap upgrade did we do the math on it? It's expensive. That's what we determined. The Reaver's not bad, though. No, the Reaver can do it quite nicely. 10 points to, for the Reaver to do it? Well, 15, I guess. Yeah, it's important here to note that multiple warhead launchers, there's a couple of other so missile launcher I think upgrades. It would be 25 extra points to get up to a limited three. Mm, sweet, if I'm reading that right. Rockets. That's for, 45 points if you want a limited three warhead launchers. That's not the end of the world. And it'll make so many things. Yeah, 15 points for the Apocalypse Missile Launcher. So it's 20, 25. So yeah, 40, 40 points for limited three. Not the end of the world. We, uh, we might see a couple of those. But of course, that is both of your uh, war gear selections to do. Yeah. But anyway, we got anything more to talk about multiple warhead launchers? Um, there's a couple of other rocket upgrades in the book. Uh, so it's important to note that multiple warhead launchers cannot be taken with any of them except for autoloaders. Yes. Yes. And we'll get there because they're real good too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, moving on. Plasma rifling. Any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have plasma rifling for 15 points per Titan. When firing a weapon with the word plasma or laser in its name, i.e. plasma blast gun, paired laser blasters, etc., the Titan can push its reactor to increase both the short range and long range of the weapon by 6 
inches. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, and it's got a little uh, points reduction as well. Yeah, uh, especially since it's going to heat you up. You know, it, it that's nice that it has that. Um, this is what I had in the original Remember the Titans thing for Legio Presagius. Uh, and it is nice to be able to stack like an extra 12 inches of threat range onto a laser blaster. Mm-hmm. Allows you to get some good shield bane hits in ahead of time. Um, if you want to be risky, you can put it on a plasma blast gun and just fling maximal shots across the table. And you know I would. Ranging Auspex says any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have ranging Auspexes for 10 points per Titan. In the combat phase, a Titan equipped with ranging Auspexes can pre-measure the range and check weapon arcs between itself and potential targets before selecting a target. Yeah, if you're one of those guys that are like, oh, pre-measuring, it is the way and the truth and the light, this is the one for you, and you pay for it by not taking awesomeness. Yep. Uh, but for 10 points, it's essentially a rounding error in any given list. So sure. Like, you're not actually wasting points on it. You're just wasting the ability to take other cool stuff. And I have no further comments on the subject because uh, not being able to pre-measure is one of the marks of a gentleman's game. That's true. You know, uh, ranging aspects cost 10 points. It takes up a slot of war gear. But you know what's free? Getting good. <laughs> Steven has now offended everyone possible on this chat. And may as well. May as well just swing for the fences. In for a penny, end for a pound. I look forward right. to hearing you speak at the next... Well, we won't go there. <clears throat> Reactor fetters. Legio-specific war gear. Um... Any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded to have reactor fetters for 25 points. A Titan with reactor fetters may vent plasma in the damage control phase on a repair die roll of 3-up rather than 4-up. However, it may not voluntarily push its reactor more than once in each phase. This is, word for word, just like ranging aspects is before it, the version 1 uh, version of this rule. I like it a lot. Um... You could, in, and it didn't need to be changed. In version one, it could be broken when combined with things like auxilia shield capacitors uh, because you just pushed all the time and didn't care how hot you got because you were venting on a three up and were re-rolling shields. Any, it, it was dumb. Um, but this, this is a nice one. Like it costs a little bit of points and... There have been many times when I have rolled a friggin' nothing but threes, desperately needing to vent heat off some poor warhound that subsequently uh, blew itself to its composite atoms. So I'm I'm pro reactor fetters. Yeah, I don't see how. I mean, I guess I can see how you could get real hot, even if you have reactor fetters, because you can only push once per phase. Um, <clears throat> But I guess if you have a really small reactor track to begin with, like a Warhound... Yeah, any pushing. It's useful. Yeah, you, if you're, you can go from fine to uncomfortable uh, with one bad push-it roll off a Warhound. Although I guess it can make, for bigger Titans like Reavers and Warlords, I guess it can make draining weapons and maximal weapons more attractive. Yep. Because you don't have uh, to push to fire those, you just have to roll the reactor die. And also, foreshadowing... There are things that can get you hot even if you don't wish it. 
Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, we've already gone over autoloaders, thanks to Austin. Jumping out of sequence there. Well, it was, skip it was secondary shield generators, you reprobate. It's anarchy! Oh, you know I can't read. <laughs> Not secondary shield. <laughs> secondary shield generators. Any of the Titans. This is a new one, by the way. Um, I think everything that we're going with after reactor fetters is brand new. <clears throat> so, uh, secondary reactor, secondary shield generators. Any of the Legios Titans may be upgraded with secondary shield generators for 25 points. Once per game, when a Titan with this upgrade has a Void Shield level of X and is chosen as the target of a weapon attack, it may engage the secondary shield generators. This must be done before any dice are rolled. Immediately increase the Titan's Void Shield level by D3 and the Titan's Reactor level by the same amount. I.e. if a 2 is rolled, the Titan's Void Shield level moves along the track by 2 and the Reactor level moves along the track by 2. A Titan cannot use their emergency shield generators if they are suffering from a void shield generator burnout critical damage effect. Austin, why don't you tell me a little bit about how secondary shield generators worked for you? So, I love them, but they are, yay, a cruel mistress. Um, so, my, my old Legio uh, did have the old auxilia shield capacitors. And... When the new book came out and I was looking to try and, you know, recreate that Legio, uh, I thought that secondary shield generators was sort of more fluffy for what I was going for. Um, because my thought was they're a Warhound heavy Legion uh, and they will do everything they can to keep the Warhounds active. And it just seemed like having a, you know, smaller secondary shield generator on the thing that they could flip on at need uh, made more sense in a Warhound than a whole bunch of auxiliary shield capacitors, you know, presumably taking up space, a uh, bunch of extra cabling, I don't know. So I went with secondary shield generators. It is real dangerous. Um, so the first time it happened, you know, my shields go down on a Warhound. Uh, and Steven is about to shoot at me with, um, was it a volcano cannon? It was uh, something big maybe. and unpleasant. Uh, and normally when a war, a shieldless warhound is shot by something big and unpleasant, it tends to die. Uh, so I thought to myself, Austin, now is the time to spark those secondary shield generators. You don't have any heat. Oh, I think I had a point of heat. Uh, but you know what? You roll a one, you know, your shields will collapse again, but you've got that extra little bip to survive this punishment that's about to come down. I rolled a three and got three shields and immediately redlined my Warhound. Um, <laughs> just, and I, to be fair, I survived the subsequent fire uh, and actually, I think I had a shield left. So that that's great in and of itself, right? Like, in theory, these things have worked perfectly because not only have they re-sparked my voids for free, except for some heat, you know, I wasn't fishing for sixes, um, but they saved me a bunch of damage from a weapon that just was going to murder me. Unfortunately, uh, those of you that run Warhounds know that when your Warhound is in the red, that means that it's death. You can see it 
on the horizon. <laughs> it's just and, right there, uh, the next turn. Yeah, right, right there. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, it nuked itself. Uh, did it again. Nuked itself. I, I think I lost two of my three tight, my three warhounds um, from heat-related atrocities brought on by secondary shield generators. However, I stand by them. Um, just a little unlucky. And I think, honestly, this is going to be better for the bigger engines that can afford that unlucky three. And, you know, I'll if my Warlord shields are down, I will trade three heat nine times out of ten to get three shields back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, sniper warlords generally aren't pushing their reactors except to uh, fire bellicoses. Mm -hmm. So they're generally ice cold even when their shields are in shreds. Yeah. And even if you are in the orange, like put put a warlord into the orange, a strength 9 or 10 hit to the body is nowhere near as bad as it is on a warhound, right? Like Mm -hmm. it just isn't. Oh, I should point out that the third warhound that I uh, did secondary shield generators... Uh, that only bumped it into the orange, but I rolled uh, Void Shield Collapse when it came that time. So I didn't <laughs> keep my shields for long. Um, Life is hard. But, like, that's kind of what I want, right? Like, it's it's obviously not an OP thing to have. And what I also really like about it is that it's not automatic, right? It's not an automatic kick-in. So if your shields go down and your Titan is fine... And for some dumb reason, somebody fires a bunch of missiles at you. You can go, well, that's not going to do any real damage. All right. Or, you know, somebody shoots you with laser blasters and you're like, you know what? That'll hurt, but it's not the end of the world. I'm, I'm a little hot. I don't want to risk it. I'll allow it. Uh, and then, you know, later on when those laser blasters do two devastating hits to your body, you can go, you know what? The next time I get shot at, I will flick the switch and uh, roll them dice. But, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. 25 points, can't beat it. Okay, now we're skipping autoloaders, since we've yeah, done it now. Now we're skipping autoloaders. Hooray! And we're doing macro charges. Yep, this next one's called macro charges. It's for the those of you who uh, want to play Legio Mordex, but don't want to play Legio Mordex. So a macro charge can be uh, bought for any Legio Titan with a blast, with a three inch blast weapon. You can equip it with a macro charge for 20 points. And so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting the weapon, uh, the small blast becomes a large blast. You very shiny. So like, you know, your Reaver uh, can pretend that it has a Bellicosa. Your... And increase its strength value by one. And increases the strength value by one. Yeah. Yeah, forgot but about wait, that. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. When a weapon equipped with macro charges detonates, the strength of any hit taken is increased by two. Ouch. Which is unfortunate, I must admit, but I don't care. Because uh, generally speaking, if you've hit my already disabled weapon... Uh, you were aiming for something much more valuable, and I'll like I'll take the explosion. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty uncaring about damage to already hurt weapons, and it makes your Melta's strength twelve. Oof. <laughs> oh. 
Strength 12 him. with fusion and with a five inch blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or an 11 inch or a strength 11 uh, plasma maximal fire. Yep. Now, there is a downside here, and that is you must fire it at the five inch blast. Uh, you can't decide to, you know, oh, well, we'll just do the three inch and the regular strength for this one. So you do run a higher risk of shooting yourself uh, if you fire it real close and get unlucky. But yeah, I, I ran this one playing Steven uh, along with the secondary shield generators. Uh, what else did I take? I don't know, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun in the one the one time I used it, just because who doesn't like Warhounds being able to throw five-inch blasts everywhere? Me. I don't like it. You killed my Princeps Senioris. Oh, blue. On turn two. Straight to hell. Huh, it was real rough. Back to all his gods in his composite atoms in presumably a Ziploc baggie because they're airtight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so next on the list is tracking gyroscopes uh, any titan from this legio may be equipped with tracking gyroscopes for 10 points a titan with this upgrade changes the fire arc of their carapace weapons to include the entire front arc of the titan so this is for pretty much your warlords right they don't turn so good and they have a lot of those corridor arc weapons and also you'll notice that this isn't an upgrade for a specific weapon so you can have this on a warlord whose carapace missile launchers are upgraded with other things and it's kosher. Mm -hmm. Now, someone will have to tell me because I don't have one for myself, um, but does the Warbringer have a corridor arc on its quake cannon and its bellicosa? I think it does. I have no idea. Yeah, I want to say it does. Which would mean that this is beneficial for more than just warlords. It's nice to have that extra little bit of uh, swivel on your, uh, you know, thing, your gun. The uh, the quake cannon is a corridor arc. Ah, uh, bam! Yep, there it is. That's so good. Is. Yeah, especially because I'm sure you know with some of those uh, maniples. Where you have a Warbringer sitting in back and you've got Reavers or, or Warhounds up in the front, you know, spotting for it. Um, it's kind of a pain in the ass to have to constantly move it around yeah. to the get Bellicosa where you're trying to shoot. is also Corridor. Correct. Yep. So yep. This, is, yeah. this is useful for both Warlords and Warbringers. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Because like you said, like that... Good call. That corridor arc will screw you a lot of times when you think you're in arc and then you turn out to be just out. Yep. And there is no pre-measuring, so you've got to take <laughs> it on faith that they're in there. Got to trust is, your weapons, Moderati. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is pretty good. And, you know... And 10 the, points as a steal. Yeah. And having a, a whole 45 degrees like that really makes the Titan so much more lethal. Because uh, the further out the target is, the more likely it is to be within that arc. Yep. It makes first fire a lot more uh, doable, right? Yep. Yeah, I was a little iffy on this one until we started talking through it. And I'm like, wait a second, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're somebody that likes those big, heavy warlord 
maniples, right? And I, I mean, do. If, if you're just running, you know, an Axiom maniple, it's only going to affect your one Titan, then maybe not. But uh, if you're like Steven and love the big boys... Give each one of them a couple of gyroscopes yeah. and then they can cover the whole field with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 That's really good. Yep. If you think that I'm not ready to finally hit those goddamn warhounds. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hit those goddamn warhounds, Steven, what sort of missiles do you want to hit them with? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to skip ahead. No, we're not skipping ahead. Sorry. We'll get to it. I segued it's... you perfectly. No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's, it's my favorite thing in the book. Here we go. We're doing it. Diabetic warheads. No, we were talking fusion <laughs> missiles. No, God I don't care it. about those. I don't God care about those. These are my favorite. I'm going to do it. Fine. Uh, diabetic. <laughs> yeah, not lot. You're not like Wilford Brimley. Not that kind of diabetic. Rest it's rest actually. Rest in peace, Wilford. It's actually diabetic. It's supposed to be like Diablo, Diabolist. Diabetic. Anyway. Diabetic? Diabetic. Yeah, we pronounce it like Englishman, right? Why would we do that? Anyway, so vitamins. Uh, this is my favorite thing in the book. This is the kind of weapon that I've been wanting for a long time. And really, when Legio Infernus's rules came out, this is the one thing that I wished was in it that wasn't. But here we go. Any Titan from this Legio armed with Apocalypse missile launchers or paired Apocalypse missile launchers may take Diabatic warheads for 15 points, which is a steal. Each of the Titans must be each of the Titans' weapons must be upgraded separately. When firing a weapon equipped with diabatic warheads, the player can choose to use its normal profile or firing using the special warheads. If they do the latter, reduce the weapon's strength value to one. And you're like, wait a minute, what? But if an attack made with these warheads scores at least three hits, regardless of whether or not the void shield saves are passed, increase the target Titan's reactor status level by one. If eight or more hits are scored, increase the target uh, target's reactor status level by two. Diabatic warheads have no additional effect on night banners beyond any damage they inflict. Oof. Yes, finally. <laughs> I yes. can choose whose dogs get hot. <laughs> Indeed. And I like that it's an either or, right? Mm -hmm. Unlike the uh, multiple warhead launchers, you can fire regular ones if you, you know, just want to hurt somebody. Uh, also, I should point out to listeners, because a lot of times people think that stuff that is less than strength four doesn't affect void shields. Uh, the actual wording of it is if you're hit with something strength three or less, you automatically pass your void shield saves. So that's why it's got that wording in there and why this is still good, even though your voids are up and you're being hit by a strength one weapon. Yeah. Um, oh, oh boy. So you're thinking, so this is, these are warheads that are useful for, uh, Corsair maniples, for the Extermagus maniple, Axiom, Fortis, anything where you can bring a lot of apocalypse launchers and just dump rockets onto one target at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's nothing here that says that you cannot use these to push a target past the red. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying late-term game yeah. when you just push yeah. a war. Uh, when war I've war. accidentally redlined my hot dog, <laughs> mm -hmm. you yes. can just nuke it right there before it can run over to you. Uh-huh. Yep. Ask not for whom the dogs get hot. They get hot for thee. 
and we're right uh, back to bad warhound puns um but if you combine these with tracking gyroscopes right just the amount of nasty you can do right so let's say you've got three warlords tracking gyroscopes di- diabetic warheads which i i think four or five points of heat is not out of the realm of possibility right because mm-hmm. they're all you know first turn of the game you're at long range for the bonuses you're probably hitting on twos or threes you have 10 shots you're scoring three hits and it is not uncommon for me to score eight or nine yeah uh, that's it's definitely not, not out of the range of uh, possibility yeah so if you dump four heat even on an enemy reaver or warlord you know before they have a chance to do anything that really changes the calculus of what your opponent can do with that Titan. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very much, the, this is, I think, very much the reason why you can't take any other upgrades with multiple warhead launchers. Yeah. Because that would be as rude as it is possible to be. Mm-hmm. Almost. Because yeah. I have one that I like more than diabetic warhead, Stephen. Okay. Hit me. Fusion missiles. Mm. Any Titan from this Legio armed with an Apocalypse missile launcher or paired Apocalypse missile launchers may take fusion missiles as an upgrade for 25 points. Each of the Titan's weapons must be upgraded separately. When firing a weapon equipped with fusion missiles, the player can choose to use the normal profile or the fusion missiles. If they do this for the duration of the attack, the weapon gains the fusion trait and reduces its dice value to three if the original dice value is eight or more or two, if the original dice value is seven or less. So I think this is very much a reaver thing um, just because you're losing fewer shots than you would off of a warlord. But this is amazing because it is kind of a weapon of last resort, right? The missile launcher trying to do some damage on somebody. But say you've got you a shooty reaver or a uh, punchy reaver, right? And you're running up to another reaver and you punch it and it's not dead, but it's a little hurt, uh, but not to the point where, you know, strength four is really going to do you much of a muchness, right? Maybe on a six to do a point of damage. Well, you say, all right, then I'm going to fire the fusion missiles and uh, it becomes strength four plus a D10. And that just strikes me as real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, this is what we were talking about by fueled by blood or blood fueled earlier. Is uh, once you get up close and you're there, and now you can suddenly switch over to your weapon skill, even when firing guns. Is now you just dump pinpoint fusion missiles into a target. Yep. It's real rude. And also, like, it doesn't even need to be close, right? When you're dropping shields off a Titan, usually missiles are the first thing you fire. But if you've got sort of a pristine enemy Titan and you have maybe like a Melta cannon and a laser blaster and carapace missiles, which is a not uncommon loadout. uh, If those Melta miss, you're kind of not doing a ton of damage and you're unlikely to get your regular carapace missiles involved in the shooting at all because they're just never going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Fusion, however, pop, and it's half range and half range on a missile, or I'm sorry, it's at short range. So anything within 30 inches, you're rolling that D10. Yeah, it's, it's real sweet. 
I like yeah. them. It's it's a beautiful thing. Suddenly, missiles are a huge threat, right? Which is great because you know it's something that everybody has because it's stock for you know the the big kit warhounds and for reavers for a long time. Like you can now get ones with the laser blasters on top, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, especially that bought into the game early. You know, if you bought four Warlords off of the friggin' uh, starter set box because you got two Grandmasters, you probably didn't buy a bunch of other Carapace-paired Laser Blaster Titans. Yeah, probably But not. now, you can have fun with them and uh, get some nice, nice, heavy anti-armor stuff as well. Or have them stroke out from overheating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. It's fine. Pick your poison. They're both fun. Hmm, what do we got next? Uh, Gravitonic Stabilizers. Ooh. Any Titan from this Legio may take Gravitonic Stabilizers for 10 points. If a Titan with this upgrade is hit with a weapon with the Concussive and or Quake trait that is not deflected by shields, roll a d6. On a 2-up, that Titan is unaffected by the Concussive and or Quake trait, although it still suffers any other damage effects. However... A Titan with this upgrade cannot declare power to locomotors. So this is just straight pulled from Legio Mordax. Uh, Inured to Pain is their special rule, but it's basically this, word for word, with the exception of the two-up. They automatically get it, uh, and they don't have to pay for it. At least not with points. But not being able to push doesn't seem as big of a problem when you consider that you can put this on big titans reavers or warlords like in a fortis maniple and just walk up the board and not have to worry about ever being slowed down mm-hmm. or you could combine it with hunting motives and not really mind that you can't push uh, power to locomotors hmm yeah that's true yeah so uh, do you have any more thoughts on gravitic stable gravitonic stabilizers? Not particularly. No, I I do like it, especially to deny the quake because God getting quaked sucks. Yeah, um, especially if you you know are super fast and you need all your speed. Yeah, but I do think this is one uh, kind of like the multiple warhead launchers. That's a good twofer, right? Because it pairs mm-hmm. really well with hunting motives. Which is any Titan of this Legio from this Legio of scale six or lower may be equipped with hunting motors for t- plus twenty points. A Titan with this upgrade increases their default speed value by two during the movement phase, but may not declare power to stabilizers. Um, so if you pair that with gravitic stabilizers, you don't care that you aren't being able to boost your speed as much uh, because that plus two speed value doesn't apply to your boosted speed, right? So if you're boosting a warhound warhound suddenly you're only getting one extra inch of movement and that's never going to be worth getting your warhound hot um and they don't care too much about not being able to turn because they already go do three turns so like yeah every once in a while i've needed all five turns because of some shenanigans but uh i've also needed to not be quaked and I would say I've needed to not be quaked more times than I've needed five turns. Uh, so for yeah. 30, mm-hmm. I like, 30 point combo. What I like about hunting motives is that it actually makes warhounds a lot more heat efficient. Uh, 
because with plus two inches to your regular movement, your default speed is now only one inch shorter than your boosted speed. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't really make pushing your reactor for one extra inch of speed all that worth it. And like you said, you don't often have to push your reactor for the for five whole turns. A fourth turn, maybe, but very rarely for five. Um, so you get to save a lot of your heat for your maximal weapons or your shields. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or, I mean, it is only in the movement phase, right? So if you full strided, that movement in the, the combat phase isn't going to have the plus two speed. So you might want to boost it then. And of course, you wouldn't be able to with uh, gravitonic stabilizers. But I, I feel the trade-off is worth it. And I mean, even individually, uh, these are fairly good strats or uh, war gear if you have, you know, a certain way of playing your Legio. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, together, they just seem really fun. Speedy hounds that you can't stop. <laughs> Unless you hit them with six diabetic warheads and just send them straight <laughs> into meltdown. Which I know is going to happen to me. I know you're going to do it. You're not even, like, I can't even see your face and I can see it in your eyes. For my next trick, I will transform your hot dog into a mushroom cloud. Oh, no. That was, that was Make worse yet. Make my hot yet. dog disappear. That was worse yet. <laughs> Shut up. There are no good puns. <laughs> All right. Uh, seismic Auspects. Any Warbringer Nemesis Titan from this Legio can be upgraded for five times half the strength of the weapon. Yes, that's more math, guys. Five times half the strength of the weapon, ergo a Volcano Cannon would be 30 points. I really do appreciate the mathing that, that one out for me, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, the weapon gains the Barrage trait and applies only a minus one modifier rather than a minus two modifier when making attacks at targets it does not have line of sight to. The Barrage trait can only be used if the Warbringer Nemesis Titan has not moved this turn voluntarily or involuntarily. Hmm. I really enjoy this one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And specifically affects uh, Warbringer Titans. Most of these yeah. are pretty generic, but this one really, uh, just for you. Yeah, so like it's a little bit of a pain um, just because there's not a whole lot of Warbringers that you can get in a mana pool. Right. Like I think the max right now is two in a mana Yeah, pool. I think so. Uh, Maybe the Rupture Maniple. Yeah. So that is a bit of a bummer, but there's going to be more Maniples. Like, we're already up to an obscene amount of Maniples. Uh, so I wouldn't be too put out over that. And even just if you're only taking it for your one Warbringer Nemesis, that's real good. Being able to Bellicosa somebody you can't see, and again, you take tracking gyroscopes... Mm -hmm. You Open can't see that it's in your front arc. That's fantastic. Like how many times have I hid behind a building with a, you know, a hurt warhound or reaver uh, trying to stay out of someone's line of sight and they'll dump missiles on me, but that's kind of a crapshoot. But with a Bellicosa and only a minus one to hit instead of a minus two, that's just real painful. Mm -hmm. The times that you want to be in arc and range of a Bellicosa is approximately none. Yeah. And with those tracking gyroscopes, uh, you could tuck 
a warlord or a warbringer like ass into the corner and let that 45 degree arc pretty much carry you all the way across the table in terms mm-hmm. of threat range. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, what do people like to do with their knights? They like to get real close to the enemy and jam them all up behind a building in preparation for that, you know, pop out and annihilate somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a hard counter to that, a bellicosa that doesn't need line of sight and only <laughs> takes a minus one to do it. Yep. <laughs> like, ruin your whole damn day. It's pretty nasty. You know why they're called volcano cannons, right? Because they make a foo. Uh, no, because they can fire through a mountain range, and if if that mountain is volcanic, it'll just erupt. Like volcano cannons can works. put a shot through a mountain. That's that's the original lore for them. I didn't make that up. All right, we'll allow it. Yeah, so you're just shooting through buildings and finding all the tiny little knights hiding behind it. Oh, tiny little knights. Yeah, sucks to be them. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Unguis Stabilizers. Any Titan from this Legio with a scale of 9 or greater may be equipped with Ungus Stabilizers for 20 points. Do, do we skip hunting motives? We talked no, about them already. We, we talked about them with Gravitic. That's right. That's right. I apologize. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Continuing. It's all right. You can edit this later. Nope. <laughs> Two and a half hours, it's, there's going to be some... Uh, Jesus wept. There's so much good <laughs> stuff here, but we are almost done. That's true. Uh, so Bear with us just a little bit uh, You can take them for 20 points. When activated in the strategy phase, a Titan with this upgrade may deploy their stabilizers. If they do so until the end of the round, they may be issued a first fire or split fire order without needing to make a command check. However, they may not make turns voluntarily or otherwise for the remainder of the round, which... I don't really know why they... Oh, actually, no. That's still a bonus, right? Because first fire or split fire, you're not turning anyway because of the nature mm-hmm. of your order. Um, and then they just can't be knocked about by concussive or critical damage or whatever. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. So that's just a net positive all the way around. Uh, and, to get, like, yeah. Can't argue with that, right? You just hunker down with your stabilizers and blow things to shit and scale nine that's only warlords right um, uh no warbringers warbringers are yeah, scale warbringers nine too. oh there okay mm-hmm. yep real nice real nice hmm. uh the very last one that we've got here unless anyone has more thoughts on stabilizers oh shoot we did make it to the end yeah we're here yeah <laughs> well not really because we still have uh unless you did all the night upgrade stuff with somebody else. Nope, we'll probably uh, save for Jason for that one. Legio specific war gear, the last one, Vox Screech. A Titan from this Legio may be equipped with a Vox Screech for 30 points. Once per game, when a Titan with this upgrade is activated during the movement phase, they may issue a Vox Screech. Any Titan within six inches of a Titan that issued a Vox Screech discards any orders that it had issued unless that order was an emergency repair. This counts as the activating Titan's activation for that phase. Friendly Titans from this Legio are not affected by Vox Screech. I am not a huge fan. It's yeah, way too short-ranged. I, I want to be, but I'm not. Yeah, We had this conversation a while ago when I was trying to figure out what to do for one of my custom Legios. 
Um, but Vox Screech just is not as good as Vox Blackout at all. It's once yeah. per game. It's 30 points. So, like, if you were going to do a Mandatus or a Venator Maniple, you're looking at 120 points for four Warhounds mm-hmm. with Vox Screech. Mm-hmm. And it only gets rid of your order, right? Like, Yeah, uh, but it doesn't get rid of emergency shutdown. Or emergency repairs. Um, no, yeah, emergency that's, repairs, that's which is the one you want to get rid of. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, first fire sometimes, but if you're activating first, you already kind of have the jump on them. And if you're mm-hmm. activating second, first fire has gone off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like it more. And they're, like yeah. it, it has its utility. And you sacrifice your movement to do it, which I'm not about at all. Yeah, you sacrifice your movement. You sacrifice just another slot in your DIY Legio, right? Mm-hmm. That's the big one for me. If this was just a random stratagem anybody could take for, you know, two strat, I'd be more about it. But, yeah, not not sold. Not sold. Sorry, Vox Screech. But I will say that our not sold uh, responses have been limited to two, maybe three things in the entire DIY, like, cornucopia. Yeah, it's a real strong addition change. I had at least that many in the white dwarf that I was just like, I don't see why anybody would ever take this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's all really, really good. Well, you know, nine out of 10 worth it every time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's the end of the new crusade Legio rules. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't like. Show us what your new Legios are going to be. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, show me your Legios. Send us some rules. Uh, we'll do a part four here in the near future. Again, thanks for everyone for sticking around and listening to us. Uh, got any plugs, guys? Steven, Austin? Um, now Austin plugged the Great Gaming Survey what, last week, and he did great it on Lost Gaming Transmissions. Survey. Yeah, yep. And we can so, do that uh, again. And I don't know if this one will... Will this one be out by the end of August? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably push this out next week. Yeah, so, you know, the Great War Gaming Survey. Do it. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. <laughs> it's a survey. It's like five minutes. If you type in the Great War Game Survey 2020, it is any of those links on the first page of Google, which means you can't miss it because nobody goes on page two of Google. Uh, if you have to go to page two, you probably went too far. Yeah, you're, you're done goofed. Uh, when you're there, you'll be taken to a button that you press that takes you to a survey monkey, I think. Survey. Do it on a desktop, too. Don't do it on mobile. It's it's a little rough on mobile. And it's very simple. Yeah, do it on a desktop, because it does make life easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it asks you things like, how long have you been gaming? What scale games do you play? What types of games do you like to play? Uh, there is a section that is essentially, I like playing games about toy robots that murder the shit out of each other with volcano cannons and diabetic missiles. Uh, Diabetes. Some of those questions will make you sad. Like, how many times have you do you game regularly? Um, or, how much money do you spend yearly on wargaming? Nobody wants to answer those questions right now. Um, but if you do it, uh, it's, it's one that the industry looks at. They take an interest in the things that are said. Uh, so if you like Titanicus or 30K or Battlefleet Heresy or, you know, some weird, you know, Algonquin Wars in 54 millimeter, 
put it on there and somebody will see it and somebody might say, hey, you know, a lot of people like this. We should put out more stuff for it. And uh, that's just good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. do get fun stuff. Uh, it's not models this year just for apply, just for doing the survey. Uh, you get a discount to their website, which if you don't do historicals, isn't huge. Um, but you are automatically entered in drawings to win a whole bunch of fun stuff from rule sets to minis to all sorts of crazy things. Uh, so check it out. Take five minutes of your time. Let your voice be heard. I guess I have uh, two plugs, actually. One is the same as always. It's Battlefleet Heresy. Go check it out. It's on our website. You like flying spaceships? You like the heresy? We got you covered. rr30k.com Do you want to be a hero in the sky? High adventure, higher pay, so on and so forth. Yep. Um, The other thing that I would like to plug is uh, Bender's Books and Comics. It is in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, Austin, myself, and our good buddy Zach went down there kind of on a whim and found a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's primarily a comic store, uh, but they have a lot of used books, a lot of uh, old toys and figurines and stuff like that. It's not old, it's vintage. It's vintage, yeah. Um, There's two cats there, if you like cats. Uh, There's some real cool stuff in their glass cases that you can ask the guy to just take a look at. Um... If you're in the market for a old armor cast Phantom Titan, they have one. At so, least at the time of this recording. At least yes. at the time of this recording, I don't imagine anyone has been into that tiny little closet in the back of their store hunting it down. <laughs> or just a bunch of Eldar stuff. Yeah, or if you're big on Eldar, High Elves, yeah. or Tau. Forge World Eldar stuff out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those places where you can find some of those uh, once-in-a-lifetime deals that we hobbyists know crop up now and again. Uh, So again, that's Bender's Books and Cards. It is in Hampton, Virginia. Very cool. And since we're talking about Titanicus, uh, plug some podcasts before we leave. Uh, Be sure to check out uh, the God Engine cast if you like to continue talking about Titans. Be sure to check that out. And uh, Edge of Empire. Those guys are cool. Give them a listen. Yeah, fun chaps over across the pond. That's what they say. I think. I don't know. Direct quote. That's how they describe themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah. Other than that, I don't have any plugs today. So until next time, keep those dice rolling, and we'll see you again. Bye. Bye.